What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners? Before this episode starts, I wanted to draw your attention to our Facebook page. Uh, for Heresy Camp, we have a raffle going on right now for $5 raffle tickets or 5 for 20 uh, You have the chance to win a pro-painted Warhound Titan by Scott Switzer. It's a beautiful, beautiful Legio Audex Titan uh, painted by Scott himself. It's got beautiful flames on it. You can go check that picture out. Uh, all you have to do to get one of these raffle tickets is send an email to jamie, that's J-A-M-E, at warhammer30k.com, and he will get you a raffle ticket and get you squared up. It's pretty smart to just like toss $20 that way and just get you f- five chances to uh, to enter into the competition there or to the raffle. Um, all the proceeds will go to... Toys for Tots. Uh, that is going to be the uh, the Marines making sure that children have Christmas presents and and of course things that they need for Christmas. It's a great charity, top rated charity in the nation. So uh, give that a shout, guys. Once again, that's Jamie J A M E at Warhammer30k.com. Send him a message and he will get you sorted out for the raffle tickets. Uh, the drawing will take place at Heresy Camp. Uh, we will be. You don't have to be present to win. We will ship it out to you. So, you have a good one, guys. This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Bolton and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, guys? <laughs> guys? <laughs> whatever, our, whatever our future name is, listeners. How's it going, everybody? How are you now? <laughs> How are you now? Oh, man, this is awkward. This is the first time we've recorded since the infamous episode 115 where we decided to uh, drop off all support of Games Workshop and Forge World and move to our own <laughs> dedicated like wargaming podcast. Not... not drop off and like stop playing but like just like the podcast is now moving on to a more non, general non-exclusivity non-exclusive podcast so obviously this first episode back our, our wheels are gonna be a little bit shaky we don't even have a name yet uh we got tons of examples but i don't think it's shaky we had i think fuck man i'd say 95 percent of the people that responded has been positive and the ones that weren't really even positive they were just like Oh, that's cool. You do you. I'm going to go listen to these other podcasts. They weren't, like, mad about it. Like, everybody else seems to be fucking excited. Sorry. We had to cut there. My microphone was fucked up, but now it's good to go. So, yeah, there was a splice there that we were supposed to hide, but I'm just going to make it known to the world because I don't give a fuck <laughs> at this point. So, but anyway, people are really, uh, seem to be really pumped and excited. A lot of people really want to hear a lot about Battletech, which is awesome because, uh, Here's the thing about that. Fucking Scott is so pumped for Battletech right now. I don't think I've ever seen him so excited for anything. And then also, uh, our new buddy Eric that moved up here from Miami, which we're glad for. Miami gave us a gift. We're fucking yep. keeping Eric. He's not going back. He's no, he's here they now. They can't have him. Yeah. He's far, he's they can't have him. We're <laughs> fucking... Yeah. We're fighting for him. So anyway, our new buddy Eric, he showed me how to play some Alpha Strike last night. And old Chris Duncan don't like Alpha Strike, but I'll tell you what, 
Old Ryan does. I fucking <laughs> I was been reading up on it. Um, I'm not saying it's like better or whatever. It's definitely like totally different from classic BattleTech, but it's one of those things where it's way more appealing to way more people. I fucking guarantee you that there are people that 100% would not play classic BattleTech that would be super balls deep into Alpha Strike. So I think you should learn how to play both um, and play both or you know, at least try both to see which one you like. Um, but Alpha Strike is definitely a cool fucking thing, and it's something you can... I mean, I could teach somebody how to play Alpha Strike in 20 fucking minutes, and they'd be ready to roll. So, Yep, and it's, uh, it's like... um, We've talked about uh, Music City Heresy and the events that TNT Wargaming hold every year. Well, they hold, like, the biggest Alpha Strike tournament event thing in the fucking country, I'm pretty well, sure. Well, that's probably Gen Con, but yeah. Well, yeah, not that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So. <laughs> let's let's not get carried away. I mean, Gen Con does have like 600 Alpha Strike events. And yeah. You didn't mishear me there, sir. Like, it's literally like 600. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it there's a lot. It's like a it's like a big thing. So if you learn how yep. to play it, and it's super easy to learn how to play, you can travel around and stuff. It seems like the style of play. It is most supported by um, like the big name events. Like at that yeah, because it's it's you can't play. Well, we'll get into that later when we talk a little bit about hobby progress and shit. Michael didn't even introduce us. I had a whole fucking thing planned. Yeah, no. Uh, Ryan just kind of went crazy with it, and he just forgot yeah, how this podcast works. Just had to get it out. <laughs> what do you mean forgot? This is a new fucking day. This is how it works now, son. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Fucking trailblazing. No <laughs> formula. <laughs> just Ryan's just knocking shit over at his house. <laughs> no rules. No rules. <laughs> I'm going to be like that guy who can come over and give each other handies and you can kick my train around or whatever the fuck that somebody fell at. <laughs> okay, he specified no mutual touching. <laughs> he said mutual touching oh, is okay. He oh, he did? Yeah, he said mutual touching yeah. okay. Some mutual touching. Well, some, but... And he said not to break the trains because they were his sons. G- given handy, but you could kick him around. Yeah, you pretend. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's going on, guys? So I'm Michael. Obviously, <laughs> I got my co-host Derek here. Going to say what's going on, Derek. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm back. I ain't dead. We have a uh, powerful Scott. Going to say what's going on, Scott. What's going on? And of course, Ryan, powerful Ryan, <laughs> just lawless Ryan over there. Yeah, I got attacked by a flying squirrel today. Legit, legit. That's that's true. That's true facts. I got attacked. You heard that correctly. A flying squirrel, not a normal squirrel. A fucking flying squirrel. Flying squirrel <laughs> attacked me today. How did that happen? Like I've been attacked by squirrels, so like I'm glad you're on the same page as I am now with its little ass hands. But let me hear. Let's hear. Running my chainsaw. Clearing woods from my barn, cutting up fucking trees, just doing my thing. Have my earplugs in. I'm dead to the world. I, I take two saws out there. I fill them both up, gas them up, fucking, because I can outwork a saw. So go through one fucking tank. Uh, I learned my out, lesson. You can't just fill up one side. saw. <laughs> throws it to the side. Fucking New York. That's called the New York reload, for those <laughs> of you who don't know. Toss that to the side. Grab the new one without swapping clips. Just fucking go right to the next one. Like, and then uh, pre-primed, pre-primed. Fire, that, fire that bad boy up. <laughs> start cutting again. Because if you just try to do that with the same saw over and over, you'll burn the fucking clutch up. 
I've done it. I'll t- I'll send pictures of the clutch I burn up. I legit outworked a steel chainsaw. My fat ass. So, anyway, uh, you got to give it a rest. You got to let it cool off. And you it, also, it's just nice where you don't, if you don't feel like stopping and taking a break, you just have another one there. Where you, Also, if you get one hung in a fucking tree, which happens all the time, too, you can use the other one to cut it out. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm out there just cutting fucking trees, right? I see something out of the corner of my eye. Just something fast through the air. Like, what the fuck was that? Just this brown streak. I'm like, the fuck? So I turn and look, don't see it, go back to cutting. Something fucking comes by my head, whizzing by, like almost hit me in the head. I'm like, what the fuck? What was that? I turn and look, and this motherfucking squirrel goes up this tree, gets like, like 10 feet in the air, and I'm just looking at it, and it's looking at me, and it dives off this tree right at me. Fucking, you know, spreads its fucking shoulder flaps, you know, holding them out, comes right at me where I legit, like, I'm watching it, like, and I'm like, my mind's like rebelling right now. I'm like, this, there's a squirrel fucking sailing at my face with the ear. <laughs> so I had to, like, jump out of the way, and it goes past me and lands on this other tree and goes up that tree about 10 feet, looks at me for about three seconds, and fucking dives off that tree and comes back at me. And this motherfucker just has me in the crossfire. It's just going up one tree to achieve height for it to glide. Jumps, tries to hit me. It's because I'm right in the path of all these trees. And I dodge it and then fucking run up the next tree and then find its angle and come back down. So finally, I was just like, all right. Like, I pissed this thing off somehow. I don't know if I cut down its home. I don't know what it's doing. Because they live in little, like, rotted trees usually that have, like, a (laughs) hole in them. You know what I mean? But I didn't, I didn't. Didn't cut anything down. You like look like a fucking. You're like the bad guy from Fern Gully, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's no, there's no questioning why that that yeah. squirrel was attacking. So, I finally was like, after I ran the second saw out of gas, I was just like, all right, bud, I, you know, the day is yours. I'll fucking leave you alone. So I just went back to the house. <laughs> you win today, motherfucker. Fucker. Was straight after me. The one time it sailed down at me and had a like a bead right at the center of my chest and it went like this and I literally had to do the thing where you jump back and lean like make your body a fucking C and it like went right it almost hit my beard like it went right under my (laughs) nose Emily (laughs) there's a flying squirrel in my beard let loose the raptor (laughs) yeah so I mean I told him I told him I said look motherfucker Keep this up. I'm gonna bring Pete out here. That's all I was don't thinking. Don't want that. <laughs> I see you just you say we don't got, want that. We got two options. I can go get you a little baby sack of nuts, and I can tell you sorry, and you can accept the sack of nuts, or I can let Pete know that that you, I can tell Pete there's a problem. Tell Pete there's an issue, and He's that yeah. come out here and eat you asshole first. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. no, he chews your legs off. Chews your legs off. And then just leaves you upside down in the fucking sun to desiccate and dry out. That's his fucking. That's his special move for Toad. I just imagine Pete Pete laying in the garage with like his tail doing that like whap on the ground thing, like whap, and he's like looking at you like, "Is there a problem, Ryan?" And he's just like, "No, sir, no, sir, Pete, no, I couldn't help but notice that squirrel. Oh, we're just playing. There's no reason to go murder his family and like bring them bring them onto my front porch." But yeah, so. Yeah, that that's the second rodent I've been attacked by. I've been attacked by a chipmunk, 
and now a flying squirrel. Not even a regular squirrel, a fucking flying squirrel. It's only the second flying squirrel I've seen in my entire life. And it attacked uh, me. I don't know, man. That's uh, I'm glad that you're giving us updates like this about your barn. Like, you had to destroy a small, like, habitat in order to make this barn happen. Well, no. <laughs> like, I don't know that I cut its home down. It may be, like, what do you got to make me the bad guy? Like, <laughs> it may have just, are. like, been like, pissed. It may <laughs> <laughs> it may have just been pissed off at the saw noise because I was close to its home or whatever. Nothing I was cutting down because I was cutting down brush and shit. They literally live like a tree that's dead, that's rotted, that has fucking holes in it. That's what they live in. I didn't cut anything down like that. Hey, oh. and look at it this way. At least you didn't grab that thing and then impale it and use it as bait to catch something else. Could always no, be worse. No, I didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I left it alone. That's true. I mean, it's fine. That's fair. I'm just wondering how many people that are listeners right now in their minds are like, I don't know why you just didn't use that chainsaw like a lightsaber. Because it went through my mind. Well, I like I'm not trying to kill I'm not trying around. to fucking kill the squirrel. Yeah, I was just like shocked chainsaw. that it was like diving, like, trying to dive bomb me. I was like, what the fuck is this thing doing? After the third time he tried it, I would definitely try and line it up. <laughs> like, I don't, I cannot <laughs> honestly say I wouldn't. Motherfucker <laughs> wants to get silly, find out what happens. Please. It'd be like that scene from Sharknado where I'm standing there with the saw like this and it just like cuts itself in half. And I'm showered with blood. I'd feel so bad afterwards. But I'd be like, man, I'm going to go tell people on my podcast. <laughs> Those people are ruthless. <laughs> oh, what a great story. I uh, Speaking of animal attacks, but not attacking, I went by the uh, uh, Camp Aaron Zanzu yesterday to drop off contracts and everything like that and just uh, do like a quick talk around and all that jazz with the camp director. And they had an alligator in the like the freshwater canoe pond that they were trying to capture. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, because they were, you know, obviously everybody was like up front where like where we will be. And I was like, uh, I was like, where is everybody? And they're like, oh, they're down there trying to capture an alligator. And I was like, well, shit, I want to go see that. I want to go see some people <laughs> capture an alligator. I want to go watch some gator wrangling. Yeah, exactly. That's what I did. And I got to got to see them try everything up to a cast net to capture an alligator. And it was pretty cool, to be honest with you. I was like, man, what do I got to do to open a camp? <laughs> this is like, this is your Saturday? This looks like a fun time. So, but yeah, went to the camp yesterday. Found out all sorts of fun things that we're going to get to do. My dad gets to park his boat off of one of their docks, so if any of the guys want to go boat fishing, they can. So that's going to be fun. And then, of course, he double verified that he gets to take his big competition right, barbecue save trailer. It. Save it. Oh, save it. We're going, to have a, we're going to have a fucking camp section. Okay. Keep, you keep jumping the gun. Well, that's fine. I like talking yeah, about it, man. You can't just jump the gun like that, Michael. This isn't this yeah. Isn't a wild we're gonna do okay. Start, so going so since like this is this is a new show, I'm just gonna fucking declare it. So we're gonna do hobby progress, and then after hobby progress, we're gonna have fucking camp talk. Okay. So who wants to start out with hobby progress? Who's gonna do that? I'll do it. I, I've had yeah. lots of hobby progress. Yes. So I uh, went up for game night. Last night, me and powerful Eric drove up there and 
got our game on and dropped off my world leaders for um for camp uh i'm running a list that i have nicknamed the reign of blood and you let your imagination take you where you want it to okay but someone's fucking getting it at heresy camp like someone's someone's gonna taste the beast so i'm really looking forward to throwing that throwing that down someone's throat but um it's a lot of fun i'm gonna carry on my Battletech stuff just onto the plane because it literally fits into a shoebox so it's pretty easy to carry if anybody wants to get a game in i'm always down because i'm like a itching and scratching fucking junkie right now like everything in my life is Battletech themed at this point when I'm driving around, I like to just imagine giant hundred ton mechs like stomping on my neighbor's house and like shooting down skyscrapers and things. It's, yep. it's my mental image. But um so I I am working currently on uh my Alpha Galaxy, my Hell's Horses clan, and Eric, our our new friend, taught me a neat little trick where you buy like a stiff bristle brush, something you you know use to scrub food off dirty dishes or whatnot and you can make little antennas out of them they're like perfect to scale and everything and they don't break you know because antennas are usually so spindly well these are just you know they're brush brush bristles so they're pretty easy they just yeah so them. find a brush that has like bristles that are the same thickness and like elasticity of like a toothbrush i guess but are longer um or you not know the you know the type of uh, brush you get in like an AR fifteen cleaning kit, like the little OD green toothbrush with the blue bristles. That'd be perfect. You got one of those laying around, or, or whatever you know, <laughs> whatever thing. Scott you went want. to the AR fifteen cleaning kit. I love yeah. it. But, yeah. So like <laughs> like a, a nylon GI cleaning kit you have with you all the time. And uh, if you're not a murderer of men like Scott, though, you could probably go to the... <laughs> you know, yeah, I guess. You could... I guess. <laughs> you could probably go to the cleaning section of your local uh, grocery store and find, like, a dish brush or something. That probably yeah. Is. yeah, that'll work. What do they call it? So, bristle? A bristle uh, brush? Been like a nylon? those dudes, and I played, I played a sweet game with powerful Chris Duncan. We, I like uh, Alpha Strike 2, but we, we were playing classic Battletech. We played a fucking brutal 32,000 point game where like he plays a plays Jade Falcons which is another clan so all the mechs on both sides are very 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 lethal and kill the fuck out of each other and it was awesome but uh that's been me man and I'm getting ready for camp finishing up wrapping up all the shit I have to do prior to Shit I have to do prior to uh, getting to fly down there and fucking smash a bunch of Texas-style barbecue that uh, powerful Oscar's cooking. So just excited, man. Can't wait. It's good. It's going to be great to see everybody, too. You know, I haven't seen AJ and those dudes since uh, LVO, so it'll be awesome to bump into them. Fantastic, man. Hell yeah. And I'm super stoked about that painting competition Henry's putting on. That's pretty cool of him to be like, hey, I'm also going to run a painting competition while he's down there. So I'm going to fucking spit shine my, my best looking Zyphon fighter and throw it in there and see what the fuck happens. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a, that's, I'm, I'm super excited for that too. I'm, I'm super excited that Henry's all balls deep into dust and stuff like that. That's probably, uh, that's got me all hot and heavy right now. Because at no point did he ever mention 
that he was ever interested in the dust. And then he's like, hey, man, I'm really enjoying RFZ, by the way, which is Radio Free Sparegrad, the, the other podcast, I hope. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I'm, I'm deep into dust right now. He's like, I, he goes, I first jumped in on it whenever it first came out, but uh, nobody around me was playing, and so I just kind of shelved it. And I was like, oh, my God. He goes, are you taking my painting class? I'm like, yes, sir, I am. He goes, feel free to bring some dust. I was like, oh, my God. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. So, Did we skip ahead? I feel like we missed something. No. Scott was okay. saying how he was getting ready for – he was excited for camp. and I was saying, Okay, well, I was that's because me and – sorry. We had a break in the podcast. Scott, we're talking for like 15 minutes about other shit. That's probably why it feels weird. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I've messed this up again. It's been a weird podcast. It's okay. I'm frazzled. I got attacked by a squirrel. I'm fighting the fucking town again about my barn. We'll get to that when I get... So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very excited about that. So, anyway, who else wants to jump in some hobby progress? Derek, I'll get yep. mine knocked out. I unfortunately had negative progress, which fucking sucks. Did, did uh, models <laughs> disappear? Like, did you have models <laughs> unpaint themselves? Did you fall and drop your models into simple green? Were they left in a parking lot somewhere? Like, somebody drove off? No. Uh, I played a game with Powerful Cody a couple weeks couple weeks ago, and uh, tried out my Fire Raptor for the first time. Man, those things fuck. Yeah, Fire Raptors are great. Yep. Uh, yeah, good. yes they do. Flew on, did some shit, but then because it wasn't fully painted, it just immediately crashed and burned, which yep. sucked. That's what happens. And then after the game, I took it home, set the case that it and all of my anvilists were in down, walked away, did some shit, and I just heard a crash. Apparently a ghost had fucking knocked it over, and so thankfully all of my uh, dread claws were magnetized, so there wasn't too much damage there, but uh, one of the wings got all fucked up, and it just hurts looking at it. So, so your fire raptor committed Siboku after it, you forced it to play unpainted. I, I, I forced it prematurely because I was excited to try it out, and uh, it just exploded. It's Sebaku. You just combined yeah, that Sudoku. with Siboku. <laughs> I said Siboku. That's why. Yeah. So, <laughs> It started fucking drawing numbers and squares and shit. <laughs> yeah, Siboku. It, it happens. <laughs> Words it, get It committed merci beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's been going on. Uh, I had a box of Adeptus Titanicus just sitting around fucking tempting me that I'd, pan I'd panic bought because uh, people were talking about, you know, hyping it up, talking about how it was selling out places, and I saw one, I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. All right, fine, I, I bought it. Yeah, and, I, uh, I can still buy it. I mean, when they when Games Workshop means sold out, it means they don't they sold them to middlemen, but it doesn't mean that they're not like well, where like, you can go uh, to a store and get them. People, I mean, people were like selling out at their like local game game shops, and I don't know. Like I said, I panic bought it, and I'm like, I might get into it, or I might you know find somebody else who wants <laughs> to split it, or you know, you take the Heresy Camp and uh, play somebody at Heresy Camp. Yeah, I might. Play against it. AJ. Hell yeah. People are going to Harris Camp with their Adeptus Titanicus. I'm not going to have I know Jake Shear's bringing his, too, because he was asking if they were having an event. John Stanford is going to have his. Nice. Yep. That's really cool. He brought his up here. Ready. Oh. I'm just letting you know that right now. I'm probably going to have my Night Lords ready. I'm hoping to have my Space Wolves vehicles ready. 
If not, I might just have to run them in drop pods again. But, uh, yeah, I was watching the new Pacific Rim the other night, and I'm like, fuck, this isn't helping me want to do Titanicus. Fucking see a bunch of giant robots about to go crack into that fucking box. <laughs> That's fair. So, y'all need to start talking to me about Battletech if y'all are going to get me into giant robot games. Uh, well, it'll be at Heresy Camp. You can try both. Hell That's right. Go try Titanicus, so you can come try Battletech. I haven't uh, touched any of my Battletech stuff because I expect to have like a full crash course at Heresy Camp. I mean, you can play the game with four units or play the game with 1,200 units. Yeah, I mean, shots fired. I, I just went there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I was trying to make a unit joke. I fucking fell flat. Damn it. It's been too long. Fuck. Uh, y'all just keep recording on Monday nights and work keeps saying, Hey Derek, close this Monday night. And I'm like, Oh damn it. But, uh, yeah, I don't like it either. Let's stay on Sunday. Can we please? Hey, works for me. Awesome. So anyway, what else have been working on Derek? That's it. Uh, working. I've got to increase my heresy budget by 20% now for no reason. So I had to pick up some hours. You had to pick up some hours. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But I'm sure y'all talked about that plane. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure y'all have already talked about that. I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing it, so. Yeah, we are. But yeah, that's all I got. And Ryan just buys all of his stuff pre-painted now, so we just <laughs> skip right over Ryan. Fuck, I did! <laughs> and then Matt Kane come up here and ruined it for me. Made me paint this fucking Allies tank that looks goddamn awesome, and then I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm over heresy. I'm going to work on Battletech shit. And he's like, oh, well, why don't you paint these Raven Guards so you can learn how to play black, paint black? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'll learn how to paint black so I can paint these other games black. And then he fucking, I paint these fucking more data than some of the best things I've ever painted. And now I'm like, well, fuck. Now I want to finish this fucking Raven Guard army that I don't want to yeah. finish or anything to do with. Got him. It's awful. Ryan fuck. just angrily and frustratingly wins awards. He's like, stupid fucking game. Forge World <laughs> fucking us over and making us pay all these extra taxes. He's just like getting, oh, they're putting awards on him as he's, they're putting the Adepticon medal on him, like as he's, he's fucking 20% VAT tax, man. A <laughs> new hope fucking metal scene. <laughs> oh, they're not, they're not getting my money. I already, I already have a lot of models and you can get models other places. So I'm all set. I don't have to give them money. <laughs> so yeah you had your your uh, matt kane class that's actually if you continue listening past this episode we have a special interview with ryan and matt kane the full breakdown of how that went it was a fucking great interview too yeah matt's fucking awesome man he he was here for a week uh we really bonded it was a great fucking time man it really really was he uh he doesn't really do painting classes anymore because you know he used to do mka now he doesn't he just you know, kind of does his thing, works on motorcycles, whatever. But uh, I'd already asked him about coming over, so he just kind of came over as a friend. You know what I mean? Like, and just shared painting knowledge. It's not really like an official thing. We didn't really know what to call it, so I was just like, we're just going to call it the Matt, the Matt Kane class, because <laughs> it's you and you're kind of teaching a class. And Casey. <laughs> Matt yeah. Kane brings the pain. Painting. Yeah. This <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, so, Sunday. Matt Kane brings the pain. But, uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And he was like leading in. He was like, "Yeah, this is the last class I'll probably ever teach." All that. And then he made it one day. 
and he saw he came here and he saw the impact it had on everyone here um he saw what we were trying to do here with you know building a purpose-built venue and people eager to learn and he immediately was like i want to come back and i'm like we will gladly have you back <laughs> so um, so ryan's plan worked yeah yeah it wasn't really a plan it just happened i'm not not sad that it happened obviously Ryan's sneaky southern hospitality gets him every so, time. So, so my hobby progress was, yeah, I, me and uh, my buddy Jacob. If it wasn't for him, it wouldn't have happened either. So we kind of co-hosted this painting class. He he helped set up the venue and shit. Uh, he put people up in his home. I put people up in my home. We both gave people rides. Um, a bunch of people came. We had uh, Andy from came all the way from Seattle. One of our, uh, we don't really have a Patreon anymore, but he's still in the Crusader host chat. So we'll just call it that. So Andy from the Crusader host chat flew all the way in from Seattle to take the class. He was a super cool dude. I wish I got to spend more time with him, but he was staying in Columbus, which is where the class was at. And I was obviously in my home, which is an hour away from there. So that was the only kind of drawback to the way we did it was the venue was an hour from my house. So we had kind of like two, like basis of operation. So when I get this barn done uh, and we can host classes there, it'll be nice because it'll all be in one spot. We won't have all the traveling and all that. It'll be great. Hell yeah, man. That's going to be so exciting. The class was great. I painted. uh, Matt didn't. He he was like, well, paint Raven Guard because I want to teach you how to to do black. And I'm like, well, can I do a fire after? And he's like, no, you got to do a tank. I'm like, well, fuck, I don't have any tanks because I swore off fucking paint and heresy shit for right now. So I sent my tank to uh, Bowman to do the cold of paint class coming up at a heresy camp. And he traded me like a an old style Dreadclaw, like an, the, old, the old, old one that's out of production um, that he's had for years and years. And so I'm like, I don't have a spare tank. I said, I got all these Death Guard tanks. I mean, they're not, you know, they're unpainted, so they're technically not any tank, but the, I was planning on using them for my Death Guard. So I didn't really want to to use them for Raven Guard because my Raven Guard list doesn't have any tanks in it, so I didn't really want to paint a tank for a Raven Guard. So I went back and forth, and he was like, just do it just so you can learn how to paint black. I'm like, all right. So then the next day, we were packing things up for the class, and... My model, my dust model, What is that an M7 or an M8 walker? Uh, that is an M7 Punisher, I believe. Yep. So the M7 Punisher box was laying there, and he pulled it out because we were putting shit in there, and he grabs it out of there, and he goes, is this what you were going to paint? I said, yeah, that's the dust model I was going to paint, but now I'm doing this to Karen because you want me to do black. He's like, ah, fuck it, paint this. This will be cool. This will be neat to paint. I'm like, well, God damn it. So I'm like, all right. So I threw that back in the box. Um, didn't take this to Karen. So I ended up painting the... And I told him, I was like, well, I'll just do this. And then I'll, I'll do... Uh, you can teach me black on the infantry course. I'll do this for the tanks. And then the the Raven Guard for the infantry. And he said, yeah, that sounds good. So I ended up um, doing that. So I got that M7 Punisher painted for dust. And I, I love it. It's one of my favorite vehicle models I've ever painted. Um, it, it has the best like pre-shading and airbrush transitions of any vehicle model I've ever done. Um, it's one of the best vehicles I've painted. 
and I learned some new shit on it that Matt showed me, which was awesome. And then when I got to the infantry side of the course, I painted these Raven Guard, learned how to paint black. Then you'll hear more about it in the interview. Look, Scott's shaking his head. Yeah, dude, I, I'm so fucking jealous you know how to paint black like that. I was so spiteful of you. When I saw it, I was like, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> so um, I've had several people reach out to me from seeing the photos, and they look better in real life. I'm not trying to like be arrogant or pat myself on the back. I'm yeah, just stating do. a fact. They, they look do. better in real life. Even my wife said so. And even just going off the pictures, people have told me, these are some of the best models you've ever painted. So it feels wrong to not fucking do that Raven Guard army at some point now. You got to. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I own half of it already. Like, I I mean, I probably own more than half of it. And Matt's wanting to come back and teach the... He's wanting to do, like, a character course. And he said when he does his character course, he wants you to bring something super ornate. And he says Primarchs are perfect for that. So, and he said, Matt's favorite Primarch is Korax. So he says he really wants me to do Korax next time, and he's going to, like, really fucking show me how to just knock that out of the park. So he he was pushing me. He was like, I'm coming back. We'll figure out a date I'm coming back. You need to have your fucking Raven Guard army done with no Korax. And then at the end of the class you'll have Korax done, and then you can play a game with it while I'm here. Like the fucking capstone on top of it. Well, that sounds fantastic. That sounds. But then lovely. he also was like, he was also like, how many points do you have for Death Guard? And I'm like, this many? And he's like, well, when I come back, we need to play a game with your Death Guard versus my Custodes. I'm like, well, fuck. I can't. You're making me paint Raven Guard. Now you want me to paint these fucking Death... Which I already got a bunch of Death Guard painted. Plus, Matt painted a Venator for me while he was here he used it for uh, like the demonstration model we dug out and he was like yeah i'll do this venator so he did a venator for me so i have a uh, matt kane painted model now in my army which is pretty cool did he sign it did he sign it no blood? he didn't sign, oh. sign it blood. i'll make him sign it when he comes back and sign it the bottom of it i mean I have fucking photos of him painting. Like I have like photographic evidence. You know, <laughs> this did happen. <laughs> this did happen. And then also he's on recording saying, "Hey, I painted this." So I mean, it's you know, it's true. It's it happened. That's fair. Whenever so, it, whenever he dies, it, yeah, it becomes like a. <laughs> and Ryan starts saying, "Whenever he dies, he's younger than me." He's younger than me. <laughs> Just saying, shit oh. happens. Not uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that went Just, dark. Anyway, he's gonna listen to this and give you shit about it. I know. I know how mad it is. So, but anyway, um, yeah, man, the class was awesome. And then we had so everybody that took the class for one, I can show you. It was so hilarious because in my local game club chat. Like the, we call it the the Circle City Game Club chat. It's just my local club. They're already posting like shit that they're doing, that wasn't even like just using techniques taught in the class. So like Rick painted up that base. Oh, I saw techniques. that. Oh, yeah, I saw Rick's shit. base. Um, and that was just like we didn't even do that in the class. That was Matt just showed us a demonstration where we didn't actually physically get to do it. And then Rick went home and was just like, I'm gonna try this out. And fucking do all my bases for my Dark Age army using Matt Cain techniques. 
So Damn. it's pretty fucking rad, man. Like people are really inspired to paint. Um, now there's like Chris Duncan is already talking because he's he did a repressor for his sisters of battle because they're going to be coming out for 40k soon, and he already has a bunch of shit for for them. And when the new sisters comes out, you know I'll probably get them. And he's he's got that he he did the same black that I did, but he did it on the vehicles. So he's really pumped to know how to do that to knock out all his uh, sister stuff. Man, it was just so good. And then we had people, um, like that didn't come to the class. Like Eric, for example, he saw what the results from the class, and he's like, you know, we didn't know him at the time. He's like, man, I wish I'd have known. He's like, when's he coming back? Can I do this class? You know, all this stuff. So we we me and Matt have a lot to talk about <laughs> on planning things because it's like. Um, yeah, we just, me and him will talk some shit out. We'll get him back here. And cause obviously more people are, are really inspired and he, he really did a good thing by coming over here, man. Like people are really pumped, uh, for painting right now in my area, which is fucking awesome. That's badass, man. Especially when they start seeing those results, like come out all hot, like Rick's, uh, Rick's base there. I mean, well, like I said, I, I, I play with these guys. They're all in my club, and pretty much everybody that I saw, the the models that they painted in the class is like their classroom model. I didn't really see anything come out of there that probably wasn't their best thing that I've seen him do. Yeah, dude. Nick's fucking Blood Angels. Like, Nick is good at literally nothing in this world, but he can fucking paint <laughs> ass ass now. Like, Jesus Christ. It looked beautiful, man. You did a really great job. Yeah. I mean, everybody did a great job. John Stanford shit looks looked great. I got to hang out with John. That was super fucking fun. Um, Dave Stolarski stuff, were, you know, looked awesome. I mean, I didn't see any of them that looked bad. I'm trying to think of the ones that really. So like Jack, uh, Jack Ross, he came up and he did, he did this. He was the only one that was like me that did two different things. I think he did Alpha Legion for the vehicle and Iron Warriors for the infantry to learn how to paint both schemes. And both of his look wonderful. Like everybody's shit turned out great, man. Looked really awesome. I think everybody was really happy. Everybody I've talked to was extremely happy. That's badass, dude. That's so extremely badass. Other than that, I got uh, I ran a test game of dust between my buddy James and Eric, the guy that we just met that we've been talking about. So James and Eric played a little a, a real short test game of dust and then i just kind of went over the rules and what i thought about it and other like things that reminded me of other games and how it compared and contrasted to certain shit and they really liked it man like really really liked it so i think i got a couple more players into dust they everybody really seems to like the models and stuff so i think that'll take off here soon um so that was good and then i got a eric at the, we right before we played that dust game showed me how to play alpha strike for BattleTech, which you talked about a little bit earlier that that was super fucking fun i think that's gonna be awesome then scott and chris were playing you know the normal BattleTech, you know right on the table next to us and then jim was it jim wyatt and our uh, buddy ted they all played a really I, I don't know how many points it was of 30k but they had a giant they're playing on an eight by four fucking table and the whole thing was covered in miniatures. So I don't know how many points it was, but it was a fucking lot. It was, it was, yeah. it was a shitload. And it, it looked all full. Uh, it looked fully painted to me. Uh, so it was really cool to see that as well. So we had a bunch of different game systems going game night. 
The only other thing I got going on, uh, I'm obviously getting ready for heresy camp. I got to go pick the van up and shit. Henry's going to fly in. Um, so we'll maybe get to do one day of Indiana shit before the big long road trip yeah. uh, with him. Um, but I'm going to try to stuff his gullet full of like great American food just like I did Matt's. I don't think Matt... I bet Matt doesn't eat for a week when he gets back. He was so fucking... He was simultaneously super excited for food and tired of food after about the third day. And I just kept feeding him and kept feeding him and kept feeding him. So it was pretty funny to watch. And um, so, yeah, that was that was a good time. Uh, on the way to the airport, I got him fucking barbecue and made him eat a half rack of ribs and a big brisket and a bunch of fucking deep fried biscuits dipped in apple butter, barbecue beans, all kinds of shit right before he got on the plane. So got to stretch that stomach. <laughs> got to make yeah. sure he slept good that plane ride. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but he made it back okay. He's already messaged me, said he was back, and uh, I plan on getting getting a hold of him on the phone here soon and uh, having a chat with him about coming back and what he wants to do and and just talk some shit out uh, on things like that. So the other thing I want to talk about is my fucking barn. So everybody knows I've been following all this. So not to get in like super detailed, but the, my house is on a geothermal. I have geothermal heating and air. So there's a thing when you have that called a loop. Well, your loop is like, it's like a pla- hard plastic line that runs out of your house and runs under the ground and goes out and comes back. That's why it's called a loop. And once you put it in the ground, you can't like dig, redig it up or build anything over it or whatever. It's like, it's there. I'm also on a septic. So you have a septic system with fingers. It's the same fucking thing. So the way my yard is laid out when I built my house, it, it ate up a lot of the yard and where it went. So my barn can only go so many fucking places, right? So I put some stakes in the ground where this is where I want my barn and called the engineer guy out to like just square it up whatever just basically rubber stamp it didn't think it was a big deal I find out I'm in this thing called the buffer zone he called it the dreaded buffer zone so what this is is I'm not in city limits but I'm close enough to the city where they can push rules on me even though the elected officials that make these rules, I don't get to vote for or have like, so there's no repercussions. So they can basically fuck with me, do whatever (laughs) rules, change shit around, deny my barn, whatever. And then I don't have any recourse to do. Like I can't not vote for them or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like I'm just fucked. So they're like, so anyway, they came, put these stakes in the ground and the guys all like, well, we could move it here, move it there. I'm like, dude, the fucking loops there, my septic system's there. You know, this is there's a fucking cliff that goes off the back of my property. I can't build it there. Like this is where it's got to go. And he's like, I don't know, man. Like I could put these in the ground, like the stakes here, and then we can try to like apply for a permit. But if anybody like looks at this any too close, they're gonna deny it. And then you're gonna have to go to this fucking zone meeting and send all these certified. And it's all this bullshit. So after talking to everybody. I'm now going to have to clear more woods. I had to clear more woods. I've had to redesign the building where it's skinnier, but now longer. So it's actually getting fucking bigger, which is, you know, exactly what I need. (laughs) It's even a bigger building. So it's, it's going from 36 feet wide to 32 feet wide. So I can push it back further 
saves space, but it's going from 48 feet long to 56 feet long. And now I've talked to my friend who does heating and cooling. They're going to fucking... This is what I'm going through to fucking get this gaming barn built. That's why I'm putting it out there. They have to dig up my fucking loop, which you're not supposed to touch or ever disturb. They're going to dig down, find it, cut that motherfucker off, then splice into it and then run a new loop that's up further up the yard where now I can put my building further back. So my building will be built over the old loop, but they're going to have to run a new one to fucking replace the old one, basically. Just so I can put the goddamn barn up to play toy soldiers in. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but that doesn't sound like a good idea. Oh. What do you know, mean? Especially now that you've made enemies with the squirrels. <laughs> like, <laughs> like those are voted officials. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, does anybody oppose this gaming barn being built? <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yes. I mean, once. Yes, Mr. Henderson? He, he said. They basically said if I can push it back, because right now, you're supposed to be 65 feet from the center of the road to the front of the building. I'm 47 feet right now. So I, I need roughly 20 feet. So if we shrink the building by 4 feet, I need 16 feet. So I'm basically just going to have to push the building back towards the woods or into the tree line where it's at now, like 16 feet. But it puts it over the old loop, but that's really the only issue. So I'm just going to have to have them basically re like cut splice into the dig down find the old loop splice into it uh to add on to it and then rerun the part that they splice into a different area that doesn't fuck with where the building goes or you can move the road can't move the road oh. um tried <laughs> but this like this is the bullshit you deal with like You've, you've been to my house, right, Michael? Yep. That red barn across the street that looks like fucking, like, it's a total eyesore, looks like pure shit, is like eight feet from the road and yep. like a hundred foot closer to the road than the guy's house. The city is telling me that I can't have a barn that's closer to the road than my house and it has to be at least 65 feet off the road. And I'm like, well, what about this motherfucker right here? And they're like, ah, it's, it's old. Like, it's kind of grandfathered in. And then I'm like, well, what about my neighbor, Tim, over here? His is closer to the road than his house. Yeah, but it's close. Look, what does that mean? It's close. It's still it's still breaking the rule. Ryan's, I'm like, Ryan's like telling about, on everybody. What about 2314 Azalea? They <laughs> yeah, well, they can't, they can't do anything about it once it's fucking put up. I just need to get my permit so it's put up. So then right. I'm like, well, what about the guy that the, there was literally a guy that built the fucking barn a year ago. And once again, it's closer to the road than his house. And it's also fucking not 65 feet off the road. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you fucking with me? Why am I getting singled out? Bunch of bastards. So you can't just anyway, you can't just build it and like, well, I'm not tearing it down. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. You can't. They won't issue a fucking permit. Once again, I'm not even in the goddamn city. So. It's just another fucking thing, man. It's just, it's basically all that it is, is I have to go sweat my balls off for a whole nother week to clear more trees. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't mind doing that part. And then it'll it'll be a little bit more money. Not like a retarded amount more, but more money to get it done. This seems like some, uh, like, a, like one of those 
drama series and like you're gonna like try and go cut these yards down and like some bald eagle is gonna like make a nest and you're gonna be like son of a bitch <laughs> and it's gonna be like oh god damn it <laughs> they're like you don't touch that tree that's a bald eagle <laughs> nah i own an sks nobody needs to know that that eagle was ever here <laughs> oh fuck yes uh, those look so looks, good looks amazing. sorry so no, you're fine. So anyway, yeah, that's kind of my hobby progress. So the barn is still getting done. It's going to probably not start. Like, I've been waiting for them to get these fucking stakes in the ground so it gets started, but now I have to clear more trees and then fucking, I don't know. So it's going to be pushed back, but it is going to, it's still happening. Still 100% happening. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I just sent y'all a picture. I'm excited for your gaming bard, man. I'm excited for all the things that you're doing, especially in the Dust community, because there's a bunch of people that play Dust in Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm like, y'all just well, wait. You guys have Here's no the idea. thing. I'm going to alpha male them motherfuckers, and they're going to have to play on bigger tables. I'm not playing with anybody that's playing on that little postage stamp bullshit that I keep seeing them post pictures of. They can go yep. fuck themselves. I'm not playing with you on that. I'm just not. <laughs> I have that. Sorry. I'll, I, I'll play gridded. I'll play ungridded. I prefer ungridded just because I own a bunch of beautiful terrain. I don't really want to fuck that up with some piece of shit looking quilt bullshit that you guys want to play on or whatever, <laughs> whatever. that's fine i will like do it people that play Valtech on hexes i'm like absolutely fucking not sir yeah i mean okay. you, it kind of gives you a little bit of aids every time you do that that's all i'm saying but i'm 100 percent not playing on those little bullshit tables i'm just not like lose my number <laughs> it's dude, it's so funny because uh because i keep seeing some pictures of like people playing this game on like nine by nine squares which is the equivalent to like a 36 by 36 not even yeah yep. like it's a little bit smaller than that and i'm like that gives me anxiety just to watch like just just how do you i don't i don't understand because like the way like things move fast in that game like even like bullshit infantry units like usually march four or five so you move you move four squares you're half you're at the halfway point on the table and then your gun shoots the other half so you literally just move once and then sustain, f and then you just roll buckets of dice the whole game until everybody dies on so, both sides. It's was, dumb as fuck. I don't. <laughs> that was a quick eight-minute game, <laughs> and like everybody wins. Everybody with flamethrowers wins. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I don't see the appeal there. Like the the game system is very cool and very fun, but I don't think you get. Like, you only get about 20% of that if you're playing on those little bitty stupid fucking tables. Like, you have to play on a bigger table. Yeah. Our whole yeah, area yeah. plays bigger tables, 4x6. Uh, uh, even gridded. Uh, well, we do 4x6 gridded. Games go really fast. And, uh, like, it, it's so cool because you, you see us using models that, like, generally you don't see are competitive or popular well, because, like, played big tables. Demo game I ran last night, 50 points. I think it was one list was 58 points, one list was 49 points. We played on a 6x4 upgraded, and it took five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> no, 45 minutes. Oh, I, th I, th I heard five minutes. I was like, God damn. No. Yeah. No, no 45 it minutes. It took 45 right. Yeah. I, uh, I got off of work on Friday... Me and you had to record Matt, the Matt Cain interview, and you're like, hey, we're going to go eat. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go play a game of Dust, and then I'll come back. 
you would never ever hear me say that. Like, I'm gonna go play some heresy real quick and I'll be back. He's like, no, that's an event. <laughs> that's a night. I went yeah. and played a game of dust, yep. packed my stuff up, shook hands, came home, took a dump. Yeah. And well, it's just it's what you're into. Like Scott, Scott and Chris's game of classic BattleTech took six hours. Yep, took all afternoon and it was a glorious afternoon. It was magical. Yep. <laughs> you gotta so. crack open a wine bottle. You have to take each other to lunch. You have to cut That's the right. special rope, the special battle rope, and you have to make sure that each of your mothers signs a certificate of of approval. But on the same token, you know, you could play Alpha Strike and be done in you know fucking no time flat. It's mad. We, me and well, Eric showed me how to play Alpha Strike in literally fifteen minutes. <laughs> so. Well, that's badass. Sorry about your barn getting the old city limits touch. And now you got to go loop it up, whatever that means. Yep. I'm assuming that has something to do with cold weather. If you have to splice your loop, you're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. No, no, no. It's just, it's just, it's like, it's just the style of heating and cooling I have. It's a geothermal system. If I just had normal air conditioner, it wouldn't matter. Oh. I tried to be friendly to the environment and all this bullshit, and it's just fucked me in the ass. So, (laughs) (laughs) once again, nature sucks balls. (laughs) So, if you're wondering why I'm in a fight with fucking flying squirrels and shit, it's because now I have to spend an extra five fucking grand to move my green energy that's supposed to save me money that is now like cost me like five times fucking more when you figure in all the problems I've had with it, you know, over the years. I've only lived here eight years, and it's only worked three of them. <laughs> piece of shit. It's like a constant battle with this fucking thing. It's basically ruined my life. You've ruined my life! It's right here. I'm knocking on the door, right on the other side of this fucking door. You ruined my life, geothermic cooling! <laughs> yeah. It's fucking shit. So, anyway. The only, the only thing that is, like I said, is a blessing, which is fucking crazy, is my buddy Chris Jones literally just finished school for geothermal shit and went to work at a place and he's only worked there like three months and his boss has said that they want to just to do it because they've, they've never done it before as like a thing to do move an existing loop and maybe try to run two systems in two separate buildings off of one loop which is exactly what I could do because I'm building a barn separate from the house and so he's said something about we could make yours the fucking prototype or whatever and i'll probably cut you a deal on it if you let me do it and i'm like i'm a fucking hillbilly man this sounds right up my alley let's hook this motherfucker up see if she goes in my mind it was just like a flash of like people on fire Ah, this was the worst idea it's not it's just water it's 40 it's 45 degree water or 50 54 degree water it's not you kids harmless can't can't be hurt from it i would look up squirrel omens to be honest just to make sure that that wasn't a warning this was supposed to be harmless (laughs) acid it's all acid (laughs) oh (laughs) all right so you want to do uh emails or do you want to do voicemails first uh i thought we're gonna do heresy camp Oh, Heresy Camp. Yeah, I forgot about that. Do Camp Talk. Do fucking Heresy Camp Talk. That's camp what Talk. Ryan runs the show. You let Ryan take the car, take the wheel. <laughs> Next thing you know. Took the wrong wheel. I took the wrong wheel. So, yeah, man. 
What do you want to talk about? Harris I've, been, I've been to the Pat Museum of Leadership this week. I'm all fucking jacked up on just ordering people around, all right? <laughs> I fucking read nine trillion leadership quotes, okay? That's fair. <laughs> That's the most fair thing I've heard all day. Ryan's ready to lead a revolution. <laughs> yeah. Mostly just ready to tell people what to do. We didn't even talk about my hobby progress. We're just going to go this ahead. Is, and... Oh, yeah. Sorry. My Let's hobby progress <laughs> includes watching a shitload of Firefly, which I've never seen before. Killing that season, one, which was really good. And then I watched the movie Serenity, which was really good. That's Except for the end. But, yeah. Painted some dust stuff. Painted some barrel fist. And here we are. Just get that cleared out. <laughs> Just get it on the books. <laughs> so... Well, a lot of your a lot of your hobby progress too is heresy camp shit, which we're about to talk about. Ton of heresy camp stuff. So we did have a small scare uh, earlier in the week that made me like not able to sleep that night. I was pretty terrified. Uh, they pitched over the contract and everything like that. Heresy camp has been paid. Like we already we we, we paid, and then they sent us the contract. Like yeah, just go ahead and sign this last bit of contract. And the very end was like no alcohol, no smoking, no knives, and I'm like. Whoa. Uh -oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Big, uh, let's go and pump the brakes there. <laughs> Camp Aaron Zanzu. Uh, so I had to, like, gauge everybody. I was like, uh, hold on. This contract says this. Uh, I was real scared. I was like, man, uh, they said no booze. I know that we've been planning for booze. We've even talked with them about booze. I don't know why this is suddenly in the contract and all this jazz. Uh, I sent an email to them. Didn't hear from them that same day. Had a real shitty night. Couldn't sleep. And then the next day I talked to her and she's like, hey, <laughs> she's like, let's go ahead and feel this out. She's like, uh, do these guys get real crazy when they're boozed up? I'm like, no, they're a bunch of nerds that play that play board games. <laughs> like they're not really yeah. <laughs> they're not ready to, uh, you know, draw it's blood. Not or crazy. Anything. You mean eat three consecutive bags of Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very crazy. But yeah. <laughs> they will vomit and sleep long before they do anything crazy. So uh, after a talk with uh, the camp director, man, they were like, "Okay, yeah, it's not a problem. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and waive the no alcohol restriction for you guys. Uh, we're just going to give you an area to house your your booze because we don't want alcohol left behind that other campers find. Whatever. I don't know why they think we'd like hide alcohol <laughs> for, the, like, for the next guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like sneak it into the camp and whatever. Uh, and they're going to give us a smoking area. It's like going to be a big sand pit." And then they said, don't worry about our hobby knives. We can have those. So, like, after talking with her, I was like, oh, my God. Thank God. I almost, like, oh, man. Well, I hobby with a machete. Is that cool? Yeah, for real. You're, you're fine. Okay, cool. They said specifically hobby knives, and I would classify that as a hobby knife. So, we got that cleared out. Uh, got that finished up. Contracts are signed now. Contracts turned in. Uh, we've slowly been getting all the swag that we are putting in the attendee swag bags. And by swag bag, I mean fanny bag, fanny, fanny pack. Y'all are getting fanny packs. Everybody that's attending is getting a fanny pack. A swag pack. A swag pack. Hey, let me just put this out there. Y'all who didn't sign up or signed up and didn't go or backed out or all this bullshit talking about how they wanted this camp and then didn't come and all this bullshit, which I'm kind of mad about, which will kind of air those grievances right now. Y'all fucked up. Y'all fucked up. Like, this thing's going to be fucking awesome. Like, y'all who didn't come, you're really going to be regretting it when you see the fucking pictures and the swag people are getting and all the cool Is shit everybody having a great that everybody's going to get for attending. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, it's like, from what I've seen, this is going to be 
something you don't want to miss. And a lot of people that should have signed up are that didn't are going to miss it. And yeah, fucking I hope, half steppers. Yeah, I hope they fucking kick themselves for not coming. <laughs> not. Not you, Evan. I know you're stuck in Africa right now because you're in the military. God bless you, sir. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If you have a legit excuse, if your fucking name is Chase or Evan and you have a fucking legit excuse, like, you know, you got soldiering to do, I get it. <laughs> if you're just like at home in your parents' basement, you know, watching reruns of fucking Star Trek and just couldn't be bothered to come out, yeah, I'm talking to you. You're my target audience for this. All right. So so yeah, man. We did a, a ton of. Uh, we have had a bunch of swag come in, stuff like that. Secret Weapon miniature swag came in. Uh, grayed out dice bags. Everybody's getting a grayed out dice bag, specifically with our own custom printed uh, Radio Free Estevan uh, cloth, which will never get printed again. Oh, <laughs> OOP, OOP, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> OOP. Uh, quality dice bags. They are red dice bags with our own cloth. Uh, powerful grayed out dice bags. I mean, good for him. Uh, we've got the fanny packs that you guys are getting, which you can, we can they can hold everything. The, the tactical pocket, like, and uh, the fanny packs have a front hook and loop, not Velcro hook and loop, because Velcro is trademarked, is trademarked yeah. and they are going to lose that trademark if we keep using the term Velcro. So we have to use the term hook and loop for them. So okay. Uh, anyway, so it's got a hook and loop front which is Velcro front, and all of your patches will go on that front. Uh, so for one, just by attending Heresy Camp, you're going to get a beautiful, beautiful patch that comes from uh, from powerful Andrew Hollis uh, tagged events. And so that'll be a Heresy Camp patch. It has our logo on there. It's fully embroidered. It's just gorgeous. Uh, then each event that you attend, gaming event-wise, you will get a one-inch patch from uh, Blue Cherry Fairy. They made us a patch for each of you attendees to go on there. So if you attend every event, if you play in the Zone Mortalis event, you play in My Wall event, you play in Zach's uh, uh, Brews and Pew Pews event, you will have like a full like crotch a fully of badges. Decorated. Yeah, a fully decorated crotch of bags. Or you can wear your fanny pack cool like a uh, uh, like What's his name? Like, no, you can't. Thanos in uh, he, yeah, I did, man. Uh, you can't wear these like that. Cable, yeah, you can. These, yeah, these. Do yeah. it right now. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but skinny people can. <laughs> Look, we got some issues with the fanny packs that we gotta figure out. <laughs> we got him in We're China. We're gonna have to sew a spacer. We're gonna have to sew a spacer. And sew. <laughs> we got him in China sizes, and we didn't realize that that is not gamer size friendly. We have to get jumper clips. <laughs> Might be a good idea to cut down on the carbs for the next two yeah. weeks, boys. It's, it's, it's to set a goal for yourself. Yeah, dude, we want you to yeah. fit. Yeah. Yeah. To say maybe park a little farther away from the door. <laughs> Derek's like, not these. You can't wear these like like Cable and Deadpool too. Yeah. Uh, you wear this as a fucking ankle bracelet. <laughs> so yeah, man, these things are a little bit tighter than than we anticipated, but you know, I think a lot of us skinnier players—not me, of course, <laughs> but like just in general, skinny players. Uh, so you'll I get saw a Derek with one on. Yeah, Derek's it, a yeah, it, fucking normal sized gamer. Yeah, I'm a I'm yeah. a gamer sized dude. Yeah, but I wouldn't try to get it on my chest. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, 
So we got that coming on. It's going to be great. Uh, what else? Uh, tagged events also. You know what? What happened? They would think we committed like cult suicide because people would put it on <laughs> and then it would like triangle choke them to death because it's too fucking tight. They cut off that artery, and they just all find a bunch of, like, 40 fucking fat dudes dead in a fucking campground with this thing around their neck, like, with these stupid patches on it, and just think it was a ritual cult suicide. So we maybe knew we it. should try. We knew these fucking nerds were going <laughs> to... I knew as soon as they signed that paper, they wanted booze. They were going to kill themselves. It was for the ritual Kool-Aid. Uh, Trying to sneak knives in here. So, yeah, so we got a... a we got those badges, which I'm super excited. That was like my primary thing to get excited about. Uh, we have special edition models coming from Andrew Hollis. Uh, that's going to be the naked, the naked Marines. Everybody's getting naked Marines. Uh, nice. Everybody's getting, obviously, dog tags. Uh, we have the dog tags on the way. Uh, you're getting custom vinyl, like custom decals that are basically little shields with the uh, – with. It's kind of like the Texas flag on a shield. It's pretty cool. And then, of course, uh, our logo, the RFI uh, Mark IV helmet with the uh, headphones. With the headphones. Now OOP uh, decals. So, And then Shadow Edge Miniatures donated a ton of tufts. We just got a ton of swag. You're going to get you, get a bunch of little swag inside of your, your fanny pack, which may or may not fit on your fanny. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, Fanny means ass in America for all our international listeners. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, not it doesn't mean we're fitting you with pussy packs. That is not. <laughs> not oh, what I didn't know Fanny meant that. Yeah, certain places, uh, Fanny means uh, vajayjay instead of ass. Oh, okay. Well, neat. Yeah. I learned something. So yeah, so we got all those. That's going to be exciting. Uh, we got the giant space marine like. I don't know what scale that is. Big. Probably one twenty eighth scale Space Marines painting up gold for the trophies. My dad is personally... Look at that, Scott. Show Scott. Show Scott. How cool is that? Jesus. Nice. Fuck, I want one of them. Yeah, my dad is staining up plinths for them, and uh, our buddy Golki is making tag plates for them. We're just not really sure what those should be for. I have a scout, which I really want to be like for the person who, like, scouts out the event the most who like it shows up in like every event or something like that or i don't know but we got to have some sort we'll of like fun fun thing for those uh, space marines to go to uh we've got a ton of uh prizes that's going out um a lot of our sponsors just straight up like donated you know painted miniatures uh the uh, it's i don't know man it's gonna be a good time like i don't we're getting brisket my dad's cooking brisket saturday so our meal on Saturday, obviously our meal every day is going to be provided by the camp. Uh, it's going to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner provided by the camp. But Saturday lunch, you will get the option of eating brisket, which is going to be Texas-made brisket. I got us Wagyu brisket. So if you want to get baby bird fed by Ryan, he'll feed yeah, you some Wagyu. I've already said because Michael, because I was like, we got to talk about this. And he's like, well, I don't want to bring this up because we're the only ones getting the special brisket. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, but if they really like were really nice and like beg me for it, I'll baby bird some of them into their mouth. They can have some baby bird Wagyu beef brisket <laughs> some, from Ryan. Some extra tenderized. Extra tenderized yeah. and I'm, brisket. I'm short and everybody I meet's taller than me, so I might have to stand on a chair to do it. 
which will make it even more spectacular, but we can get that's, it done. That's generous. The worst part is if that actually happens, then it's going to be the, the people at the camp are going to look at it and watch like people coming up to be baby bird fed by Ryan. <laughs> 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 what the fuck is wrong with Why do they wear their fanny packs like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. So, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> Then, uh, so we got permission as well for my dad to, uh, park his boat at the back dock. Cause like I said, of course we can do fishing. Uh, my dad's going to have his boat there. So if any, at any time you're like, Hey man, I want to try some of this Texas Bay fishing. Let us know. We got to make sure that you have your fishing license. Cause you got to go to Walmart and get that fishing license real quick for our area. Uh, get your fishing license. We'll toss you on the boat and you can go fishing and go have an experience from my father. I know for a fact that Kurt Miles, who is going, is really big into fishing. He's quite the fisherman. So he said that if people wanted to try fishing who weren't knowledgeable about fishing, he would be more than happy to help a brother out and uh, lead the lead the way yeah. on that. So my, my parents are actually going to be really great in this because they are basically going to be like off-site tour guides. Like if you need anything, they'll take you there. Uh, they'll show you the ropes. Uh, my dad's, like I said, he's willing to take anybody fishing, run them out there. He's ready to stand by the pier, show you how to cast cast stuff out. Uh, the pool will be open Friday, Friday and Saturday from like nine to eleven. They're gonna have it open late. Uh, that's so I mean, we'll get to like have pool time if we really want. And uh, another thing that's super exciting is uh, we we're kind of worried about the the. Sp- the celebrity guest, we knew that we were going to get, like, Tim from Eye of Horus and stuff like that. We were going to have, like, AJ from Boys of the Golden Throne uh, to answer a Q&A. And uh, <laughs> we were, like, Gav Thorpe confirmed a long time ago that he would do it. And I sent him some emails, and he didn't really confirm back. And this week he came back. And he's like, oh, by the way, I still want to do this. Uh, so we'll do a Skype Q and a over the, over the, uh, live over Skype with, uh, Gaff Thorpe uh, during that celebrity Q and a about like the future of heresy, the see what he's looking at and, and things like that. So, uh, yep. So we, we ask a lot of other authors too. So maybe you could message Gav back and get some of his buddies on. I mean, you don't have to put that on him if he doesn't want to, but say, Hey man, can you, can you reach back out to John and, and Aaron? And see if maybe they're busy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything but, uh, wrong with you. Yeah. We, but. yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I know a lot of those uh, authors are are tight. Yeah, guys. So you get to ask them. We'll ask Gav, and then of course we're gonna have all of our other celebrity friends. We'll see who else wants to jump on. All your podcasts will be there, and we're gonna just have a big ass projector with a webcam facing you, and you could like do your gulp, like. Mr. Gav, in Angels of Darkness, you said that he was wearing Mark II armor, uh, but he had a. <laughs> this is gonna be great. It's gonna be a good time. You can ask all those weird ass questions that I know. That Scott, I saw Scott like that. Somebody misidentified a battle mech for BattleTech in our and somewhere on the internet. Yeah, and, and I put underneath there big air gulp and then corrected them to like what the mech actually was and nobody <laughs> responded except Scott. <laughs> I was like, yeah! Um, actually... <laughs> Show that fucker! <laughs> uh, well, that's actually a Mad Cat too. Oh. So... So yeah, Enhanced man. version, sir. They appear to replace the gauze rifles with both an ER medium and ER large on both. Uh, 
Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go hang myself real quick. <laughs> Actually, that style of mech was unavailable in the time period you're portraying it in, so they wouldn't have used that particular yeah. style That's of mech. a real thing. That's a real thing. Derek accidentally got that right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm, like, as super excited I am about all these people coming to come fight my wall and all that jazz. I'm super excited about the... Uh, uh, Henry Steele painting class, the Colts paint clay painting class. You know, yeah, Henry yep. was like, but I didn't even ask. I just assumed I was painting a rhino. Like I did not assume that I was going to get to paint some dust stuff until he brought it up, and I was like, oh my god, thank you. And so I'm super excited. I'm gonna get to paint some dust stuff and apply it towards that. Um, and in addition, dude, like I'm so excited that you guys are gonna come down, and I know Chris Duncan's gonna like raid my dust collection for stuff he needs uh i've got some yep. stuff for you too ryan i've got these uh koenig's luther cannons for you to so we can make you paint and then uh like i mean i'm excited to play BattleTech for starters like i i have all these BattleTech models i don't know what the fuck they do uh i can kind of read their profiles but i don't know what i'm allowed to change what i'm allowed to move uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to play Dust, and then I'm excited to have a bunch of people attack my wall. I probably won't play in any event just because, you know, we're going to be running shit and uh, definitely have to so keep... I got an overwhelming number of fucking emails and messages about people wanting, like, they want to break through the the wall of, like, how to understand at least how to get started in Battletech. So we need to do that episode sooner rather than later of like where you need to show me how I can like show people my desktop. Maybe we can do it while I'm there. Like on Tuesday night when I show up or something. <laughs> I don't know if we it's have gonna, fucking time. I don't, we're going to squeeze the schedule intro to battle tech. Like it's going to be, it's going to yeah. be like, it's like, Hey, welcome to Harrison camp intro to battle tech at two thirty is going to be. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I did. I meant on Tuesday cause Tuesdays before, Oh, like yeah, I'm gonna right. be there on Tuesday and the camp's on Wednesday. Like and we'll be together. I don't know if we can do that. Or aren't you coming here for uh the Michigan DT slash the dust dinner thing? We could yeah. maybe do it then too. I don't know. Um but it, it needs to be done because there's a bunch of people asking for our help on that. And I know Scott would be willing to help with that and so would Chris. Yeah. And yeah. if we could get my computer set up to do that, me, Chris, and Scott could sit right here together and fucking get it done and it wouldn't be that that big of a deal i wish you people listening could see ryan's hand motions when he talks about his computer it's like some esoteric thing like when we get my <laughs> computer like <laughs> it's true it's true it's like a magical like, my com- looks like animal from the muppets played the drums when he talks about hey it. man hey hey if you need fucking tenderloins eaten trees cut down Fucking wargaming advice. You call me. Something like that. <laughs> call me. <laughs> Fucking, you life, need computer shit treasure trails. or any of that. Can't do it. <laughs> if I can get my information box over to Harry's camp, <laughs> I don't know what plug, <laughs> I don't know what cords I need. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, man. Harry's camp is good to go. We are. Jerick, I don't know what you were doing, but it looked like you we were jacking off. Sorry. He was. A little bit over a week before Heresy Camp, and we'll be there. We'll be playing games. It's going to be a good time. I'm glad. I'm happy to see all the people that are coming. I'm excited, too. Fuck, yeah. 
The only person that's not excited is Henry being trapped in a car with me for 20 hours, but he's going to have to learn to live with it. You're going to fill him up so much that he's going <laughs> to... Yeah, could have said that oh, yeah. a little better. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's really he me- he messaged me because we're we're both um we're both big Parks and Rec fans, and he messaged me and he says he wants a diet that's exactly fifty fifty uh Swanson and Nope. So I'm gonna try to make that happen for him. Swanson and Nope. Okay. So so that's like nothing but sweets and meat and booze. <laughs> well, that works for me. So, I guess you want to move on emails. Move on to some emails on what we've. Uh... Yeah, you want to do that, or do you want to do voice messages first? Let's do voice messages first. Let's see what okay. we got. Because I know we we got a ton of like uh, people suggesting names for us and stuff like that. And so the last time we recorded. Okay. Bam. I'm trying. I'm trying, people. It's not playing. Uh, this is Iron Hand, Will. Um, I know I've uh, had this conversation with uh, Ryan and Michael already in the uh, Crusader host, but I wanted it to be on air, too, just to say that, you know, I understand where you guys are coming from. I support you. I will continue to listen to the uh, podcast. I will continue to support the podcast. I will continue to be a Patreon if you maintain the Patreon because I uh, completely support you guys. Um, I would ask that you guys continue to, you know, in between this filler and whatnot, uh, finish out the uh, Legion list because I really enjoyed the, uh, the Legion episodes. I really enjoyed those episodes. You guys have done a fantastic job with them. But at the same time, I'm an old school Battletech fan. I got into Battletech decades before I got into Games Workshop. So, and you, and you guys have really turned my interest back in on that. And I'm tempted to uh, look into Dust with everything you guys have been saying about it too. So maybe. But uh, I, I completely support you in, in watching the show and just keeping things uh, keeping things real and entertaining. I love y'all uh, dearly, and I hope this goes on forever. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Will. Lo- love you too. Love Thanks, you too, Will. Will. I feel like Will, like if we're in war, like and like you got shot, and you got knocked out, like Will would be the person you woke up to, and you're like, what? What happened, Will? And he'd be like, Oh, you got shot, man. I carried you back. And you'd be like, oh, <laughs> thanks, Will. Like, that, that's the kind of person Will is. Like, He's like, I just, I got you out of there. Are you okay? <laughs> like, oh, 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 take a pretty rough spill there, bud. <laughs> Appreciate you, Will, man. And uh, absolutely, man, as far as, like, all the stuff that, you know, definitely we're going to be talking Battletech, definitely going to be talking Dust, because it's definitely what we're into right now. I like how we call them filler. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like we'll probably we we've already discussed that we are going to finish the Legion episodes. That is going to be something we're going to do for you guys. Uh, like that's going to happen, of course. Yeah, I didn't hit like the Control Alt Delete on my fucking Heresy knowledge or whatever. I still have it, so we'll go ahead and finish those episodes out. It's not a big deal. <laughs> control Alt Delete. <laughs> that's cool. Hey, you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> All right, that's fine. <laughs> it's like your grandpa trying to tell you cool stuff. Like, I didn't... 
Was it the shit on Ryan episode about computer knowledge? We all know I suck at computers, people. We all know. <laughs> Listen, Fuck it. We can't all Who, just YouTubes and Googles. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that sent me the fucking thing that it was? Uh, it was from Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson gets the the iPod and he calls it his magic square, his music square. He's this like, is this is a great square. Time. This is a great music square. And everybody like replaced it with me and was saying, "This is Ryan." <laughs> and, like my whole family. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh, it's so funny. But we definitely plan on doing that. And then one of the things that I definitely want to, um, like, obviously BattleTech and Dust and uh, you know Derek, you're running Dark Age, you know Titanicus, whatever. All of these like different games and stuff like that. I want to branch out and like, like I want to touch all these different games, and I want to like. I be ex- extremely like you know like a like hey we tried this out it sucks or hey we tried this out it's actually pretty fun. I want to get I want to get James McKenzie wants to come on and talk about um the fucking cool mini or not uh Song of Fire and Ice. He's mega balls deep into that and I've talked to other people who are really big into that. Like it's not like that's a big thing like even though none of us do it right now, not saying it won't ever happen at some point. That's a big thing right now. Like it really is. There's a lot of people that I respect their game knowledge on, and and know that when they say something's good, to look into it. That are really into that game right now. Did you know Dust Game makes those models? Do we talk yeah. about that? And that that's yeah, bonkers, <laughs> like bonkers to me. I'm like yeah, just on the side, Cas- casual make those models is fine. I'm wondering if they make the Cthulhu models for that new game, uh, uh, the one with the giant Cthulhu monster. Something is death secret. may die. Death may die. Like I want to know if they made those models, and I want to know those models are going to come over in dust. It's going to be bonkers if they do. But I love that big giant Cthulhu monster. I would think that when somebody makes something like that, that they own the rights. Like Simon probably owns, even though that the other company makes it, they own the rights to the images and whatever. I would think. Hey, Tamiya owns a lot of kits, but they just give it rules and dust. <laughs> like stop us. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> So, so absolutely. Well, if you have a forty-eight inch tall Cthulhu model, you can use in dust. I don't know where you get one of those, though. <laughs> it could be anywhere. <laughs> get it from anywhere. I mean, we we did make it for this other game. <laughs> uh, so the next one is an email comes from Eric, powerful Eric Ness. He says, "Sending the ideas as I think of them to keep the RFI name." He was here for painting class, by the way, and he's fucking awesome. He brought me a skull and a turtle shell. For a gift. Nice. That's what Eric does, dude. Like, every time we have nature questions, I just ask Eric. I'm like, hey, Eric, where you yep. at? And he's just like, what's up? I'm like, do birds feel? Like the internet version of being, like, yelling at him from his front lawn. <laughs> hey, Eric. Hey, Eric, get out here. I got a question. What's a, a cat mean when it does this? <laughs> I don't know. It's hungry? <laughs> Thanks, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> like just stupid like stupid nature questions i could easily google hold on i got a guy i know a guy that well, can figure this out matt matt that was here matt kane is terrified of fucking snakes and spiders he hates them and me and eric are talking eric's like yeah i went hiking in brown county today and he's like almost caught this uh i forget what the actual name of it is there were these little green snakes and they fucking hang out in trees and shit i've seen them before he's like i I seen it and I went after it to catch it. I was going to take some photos with it, but it got away too quick. And Matt goes, you were trying to catch a snake. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, are you fucking daft? What's wrong with you? 
That's so it, funny. Its common name is like Death Adder. I was trying to catch a Death Adder, and it just kept slipping out my nah, fingers. It's just, it's just like a little green harmless snake that we have here. Yeah. Eric, man, Eric is uh, is our nature boy in the Patreon chat. And, uh, like, just talking with him and, like, just just uh, chatting him up, he makes you believe less and less in Bigfoot because of how much time he spends in nature. <laughs> he's like, ah, that's <laughs> probably not. Like, he, he's seen some <laughs> shit. Like, he's seen some real shit, and you're just like, oh, man, damn it, Eric, stop ruining my fun. But... <laughs> Uh, so anyway, his uh, his his RFI name ideas are Resistance Frequency Initiative, Renegade Renegade Frequency Initiative, and Robot Fighting International. I like that last one. Like, I feel like I I really yeah. like Robot Fighting International. I just but like I, Robot Fighting in general. I think I think people might get the wrong idea. Like, we'll get a lot of listeners, but I don't think they'll stay. <laughs> like, oh, I thought it was. <laughs> there's a there's a podcast about robot fights. Sign me up. Sign me up. They just keep talking about nerd shit, nerd fucking shit and bears, Game of Thrones, and people shitting. <laughs> I talked about some guy. Somebody in our local game, game club cool. said Radio Free Insurgency. Oh, that's a. I mean, I'm sure I'm already on a watch list somewhere for something, but definitely <laughs> yeah. a couple. So, I don't know. Those are some that he's throwing out there. Here's I another. think that was a throwback to the Radio Free Islam that people thought we were at one time. There was like <laughs> a callback to that. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> man, dude. Yeah, dude. That was instead you tried of to... Islam, it was Islam. And and they were so far ahead of us in the podcast, like because there is a Radio Free Islam, and they have Ooh. their own podcast and all that jazz. But if you typed in Radio Free Is, and that was like the first thing that would come up. But we finally were more popular than them. That so like we're above them now. But yeah, yeah. yeah that was for a while there. People just assumed we were Radio Free Islam. We got some weird emails. Just going <laughs> to go ahead and forward this one to the Department my, of Homeland my, Security. <laughs> you're fucking just flipping through TV and all of a sudden, like, somehow wind up on Al Jazeera and fucking Michael is on there, like, looking around, like, where am I at? Where am I at? I, I, I don't know what you're. I don't. Like his beard. So, anyway, we got this next voicemail. Hi, RFI. Uh, it's Duncan. I'm sitting here with my best friend, Jack. Say hello, Jack, you ugly bastard. Ugly bastard? Yes, yes, that's you. So, um, I'm actually 100% behind doing whatever with the name that you all decide to do. Uh, but my thoughts on the topic are keep the name. Why change what works? Why rebrand what's good? It's not like the History Channel actually plays anything that involves history. It's all pretty much bullshit. Uh, and if I'm not, it's not like, yeah. And it's not like MTV actually plays music videos. So stick with the name and fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, what he said. Later. I like, how, I like how Jack's in the background like uh, like that little dog from Tom and Jerry. <laughs> like the, or No, not Tom and Jerry. You know, you know a little like the little bulldog? Like, yeah. Come on, butch. Whatever. I think it's Tom and Jerry. So, so when they were here for the painting class, I don't know if you've ever heard Jack laugh, but it's extremely oh, yeah. loud and extremely unique. And Matt would be painting and Jack would start laughing and it was like a gunshot went off. Like Matt was always like... Fuck, and then he'd like look at you. Go, oh, it's just him laughing. 
<laughs> he finally, it took him like three days to get used to that. I would find y'all in a crowd just by hearing Jack laugh. Like I'd be like, oh, they're over there somewhere. Yep. Like at Adepticon, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah there's Jack. Okay. That's where the it's group awesome is. awesome, too. It's one of those laughs that when you hear it, it makes you laugh. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he says keep the name. That's keeping the name is what he says. All right, this next one comes from Duncan. Duncan says, RFI Future. Powerful Michael, Ryan, Derek, and Scott. I've just been listening to the latest podcast. I just want to say I will continue to listen to the content you put irrelevant to on the topics it covers. Uh, Ryan was kind enough to go through Dark Angels Iron Wing list that I am slowly putting together, but I have never played a game of 30K. I am a small part of a small UK podcast about Flames of War, and I can totally relate to what Michael was saying about chatting with your buddies is still hobby. I love listening to the stories and jokes and laughter. Time to do some night flying in quotations and bear stories as much, if not more than the heresy content. Please don't stop what you're doing, what you're doing. Uh, haters going to hate, but I for one would miss your banter on the daily commute. Ryan and Scott talking BattleTech is cool. Michael talking dust is cool. Have you looked at the warlord games, KV 47 game or K 47 game, uh, conflict 47. I have looked at it. And I know that uh, John Stanford is getting into conflict. I, no, I he's not. Oh, he's not. I I had the I say because of you, I saved these two fucking walkers, put them in baggies, had this big plan to give it to John, and I gave it to John, and he looked at me like I was a goddamn alien, and like, what is this? And I'm like, Michael told me somebody told me you played these fucking games. And he's like, No, I've never played this. I never intend to play this. I do not want these things. And I was oh. like, Oh, oh. Well, I feel like I feel like <laughs> you're the one that told me that he was getting into nope. it. Nope. Nope. Something's in foot oh, here. Oh, Bill didn't email you? I mean... The five people that get that joke... The five people that get that joke are really laughing right now. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, it, Jesus Christ. It, it's secretly me trying to get John to play Conflict 47. <laughs> so, like, people keep giving him models. I don't know, I just... Anyway... No, I have looked it up. It's you, uh, hey, I'll put the, if you do play Contact Conflict Forty Seven, fucking email me. I have two fucking American Walkers. I will mail you that are painted that me and Emily painted in a painting class that I don't need. You can have them. Just let me know. <laughs> but you do have to prove that you play Conflict Forty Seven. No, you don't. <laughs> the contest is you just have to say you play, and I'll send them to you. That's the contest. Yeah. End of contest. <laughs> End of contest. <laughs> So and then he says, Derek getting bagged out for working ninety six hours a week for a forty hour a week salary is cool. <laughs> That's a generous, <laughs> generous on how much you think I get paid. You're welcome. Anyways, guys, I emphasize. Hey, hey, Derek. Yes. Just real quick, how, like, is your health do- like for real though? Are you like um, doing okay with working all those hours or whatever? Like, have you been making it? Is it bad? Like, what's going on with that? Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Just kidding. We don't give a fuck. Hey. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> what is going on here? What is happening right now? Look at this, Derek. What are you doing? If I put Kitty against his mouse... Oh, it stopped. No. I don't know. It was weird because every time my cat would touch my mouse, it would glow red for some reason. Uh, whatever. Anyway, 
That sounded way dirtier than it should have sounded, I feel like. Yeah, yeah well, to each his own. You work, Scott. You look really intense right now. Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking pinning tomahawk legs together right now. <laughs> and it's a horrible. Okay. God damn it. Don't put them on backwards. Yeah. <sighs> he says, anyway, guys, I emphasize with... Or, it, it says, I emphasize with your situation. I, I think it should say empathize is what yeah. it should say. But Just letting y'all know that I know how to read. Uh, and the way that a certain Nottingham-based company has treated the wider world. But please stay with us, guys. Thanks and much love, Duncan. P.S. I think you can still use the RFI brand. Maybe just change it up with something like RFI Presents Night Flying and just stay on the air, boys. So... Radio Free Islam. <laughs> we could keep it. Maybe we should just change it to RFI and then just let people decide what they want it to be in their own heads. Like and if then, they want it to be Robot Fighting Initiative or whatever the fuck, it is. If they want it to be Radio Free Islam, it is. We'll just have a bunch of shirts that just say all this like different shit and like, people will wear it. Yeah. Like, hey, Robot Fighting Initiative. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just like have like big stamps, RFI on everything. So, I, I dig it. Okay. Next up from Robert Black. Uh, so this comes from Robert Black. It says, Games Help. RFI. I know you guys don't like emails with lots of questions, but I'm kind of perplexed about some things. I would like a few suggestions if that's all right. I also have a wild animal story if that helps. You don't have to put this out in the air either. I'd be happy to just get an email with a reply. I also sent this to email to Ryan a little while ago, but for some reason I don't think he gets my emails. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you see, Ryan gets them and he prints them out. It's just He's a very busy man. <laughs> he's a, he's a very yeah. Busy man. <laughs> yeah. He had to fight the city. He had to fight the squirrels. It was the whole thing. Yeah, Ryan's busy fighting squirrels. Anyway, uh, so we will get to the question park later or at some point. Uh, maybe well, we'll this is actually one of the emails I have queued up in my emails when I said I have emails to do. One of them is his. Okay. Okay. So his story is... I used to be in Cub Scouts when I was little, and one day we went camping down in Florida, which in itself is a bad idea in any other time than winter because it's miserably humid. Uh, anyway, oh, oh, by the way, uh, it felt really good outside while I was running around Heresy Camp, so for all of you that have worried about the weather, it's going it's to feel nice. It was windy, felt good, real airy, so just wanted to bring that up. Uh, anyway, after a long day of activities and such, I was all tuckered out. My dad told me I was heading to hit the hay. My dad told me as I was heading to hit the hay to make sure I didn't have any food on me, didn't take any with me to the tent. I was a fat little shit back in the day. Naturally, I didn't think I had any on me and got ready to sleep. Lo and behold, there was an empty bag of good cheesy crack, a.k.a. Cheetos, that I'd forgotten about in my pants pocket. Uh, since I was super tired and probably, probably incredibly lazy, I stuck the empty bag in one of my empty shoes, thinking if at least if at least the crumble crumbs would give off any smell, then my shoe's odor would mask it. That's pretty fat dude lazy thinking. That's what I would do too. Uh, that's that makes sense. Unfortunately, animals smell like this the way we see. Like they can like decipher different smells and like. It smells like a Cheetos bag stuffed in an old shoe. <laughs> uh. Pretty clever, I thought to myself as I quickly fell asleep. However, the next morning, this was not the case. 
I found out later that after my dad and sister went to bed, we all slept in the same tent since there were eight or so, since we were like eight or so, that we had a visitor the previous night. Upon hearing something clawing at the tent, my dad grabbed his maglite, a big-ass metal flashlight designed to beat the shit out of people. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> Primarily of police officers and... If it's the late, early 90s, it was some protesters. Anyway, and shine the light in the direction the sound was coming from. A coyote had clawed a big hole into the tent, having detected my super hidden empty bag of Cheetos, and started making its way into the tent. My dad, who was a retired 75th Ranger Regiment, was having none of that, and proceeded to smash the coyote's head with his mag light like it was a mace. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> After a few hits, that Cody fucked off like an iron warrior after the Siege of Terror and went to go bother some other campers in the next campsite over to great success. No one, unfortunately, got eaten, but some food had disappeared. This is all true according to both my sisters and father that were awake for the entire ordeal while I blissfully was asleep. My dad, the next morning, asked me if I had food in the tent. I replied, no, just an empty bag of Cheetos. And it has since been a running joke that if he, that if of his that he tells sometimes at family gatherings. I have never had anything food-related or touched in my tent when I went camping ever again. So, Jair and his dad beat the shit out of a coyote with a bag light. <laughs> Man. That's fucking wild. So, what and then happens? He, then he had some questions, Larry? but we will touch on those a little bit later. So, the next one comes from Sam Wayne. He says, hello. Uh, powerful Sam Wayne. Uh, I've been wanting to put together a brutal close combat army... After seeing the trailer for Death of Hope and listening to your World Eater episodes, I would like to include Karn, some Red Butchers, and maybe some Dread Butts. The rest of the army is changeable to your liking. Uh, thank you for all your help. P.S. I'll be recording some traumatic stories from my time working in nightclubs and event rigging. Here's a taster for you savages. Ooh. So he says, I've been working in a club that will remain nameless, but nonetheless it was a shithole. One night during the setup for a concert, the lead singer comes up to our technician's booths and asks for a light to be placed besides his mic. Thinking nothing of it, we set up an old incandescent stage light. These things used to get stupid hot due to the size of the bulb and the metal body. So we continue our setup and everything runs fine for a few hours until the singer decides to pick up the before-mentioned light, barehanded and pointed at the crowd. Oh, fuck, did he regret that one. His dick skinners seared to that bitch like a steak to a hot pan. I will never forget his <laughs> scream and the smell of his seared flesh that followed. It was just a little teaser. Trust me, they get way worse. Sam. Oh, my God. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, dude. And the smell. <laughs> you never forget that smell. So what do you think, Scott? What would you recommend on a list with Karn and Red Butchers and shit? Uh, well, there's plenty number, in the list library, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Number one, give Karn the axe. Got to give him the axe. You can't have Angron in your list to do that, so don't run Angron if you're gonna run yeah, Karn. Right. Keep them separate, and then uh, put Karn and those Red Butchers in a Cryptus, Man, it's the best way to. Get, they have to get down the field and get into combat, like they do. They're not gonna function any other way, and everybody has a way to deal with a Spartan. It's slower, it's more expensive. Get a Cryptus, Red Butchers, Karn, you got yourself a stew going on. So, <laughs> yep. got yourself a world eater. Same stew. thing, 
Same thing with dreadnoughts. They pretty much have to go in drop pods to be effective. Mm-hmm. You don't want to run them yeah. around. Um, so sounds like you need an orbital assault list or a drop assault vanguard list, or yeah. you could just do all dread claws. Like you can, because you can take yeah. three dread claws and up to three cryptuses, and then take any right of war that you want, but still, you know, get something that deep strikes. So that would be the way that I would go about it. Yeah, what I usually do is I play uh, the Crimson Path, and then I take like two tactical squads, put them in land raiders, buy two Anvilists and a Charybdis, and you're fast attacking heavies, and you gotta you have something with a lot of variety, and you can take those units that absolutely have to get down the field quickly, and put them there. And once people are dealing with that shit in their backfield, those land raiders are gonna have a little more time to get up there and charge. So yep. If you need more specific help than that, like if that doesn't, if you can't figure out something from there, um, find me on like Facebook Messenger or whatever, and just uh, it's Ryan Kimmel in Martinsville, Indiana. Just hit me up on there, and I'll help you in real time. That's that's the way that it's easiest for me to do lists like this. If because if I need more information, I can just message you back, and we can get it done. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's all the emails I have, uh, all the voicemails I have there. I do know that we did get a number of messages on our Facebook page for different names and the such, and a lot of yep. support from our uh, from our patrons our subscribers. Oddly enough, we got like four new Patreons since we said we were shutting down the Patreon. I don't know what that was about, but like, <laughs> I don't. Nothing's gonna happen there. Uh, if that's your request to get in the Patreon chat, we can do that. We can get you in the Crusader host. Uh, if you want into the Crusader host, just let us know. We'll just get you added. Like you can just send us a message. Uh, but... I like that we got more new likes for telling Games Workshop to fuck off <laughs> and change it from a heresy podcast than we have in like months. Yeah, so, it's, that was uh, kind of... we got four new Patreons after discussing that we will no longer have Patreons. I don't know how that worked out, but I don't. Whatever. <laughs> we obviously <laughs> lost Patreons, but we got new. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It, none of it makes sense. So. Either way, what emails do you have, Ryan? All right. So let's see here. Well, we got, we'll go back to, to Robert's story where he sent us the thing and then he was wanting, he had said he had some questions. So he said, here are the questions. He goes, I was wondering, first off, if you could give me some pointers on starting up a Horus Heresy game night. Here in Florida, there doesn't seem to be much of an up-and-coming heresy community, especially around the greater Tampa area. There are no events. Most of the big events in Florida, or even smaller ones, just cater to the 40k crowd and other game systems. And most of the players seem to be garage gamers. There are a few Horus Heresy Facebook pages uh, that have a lot of people on them. It's just a struggle to get them out for some heresy. With some people that are really passionate about 30k uh, having to turn to other systems with more of an outgoing fan base to play miniature games because of this. It's frustrating to see that happen, and I would like advice on how to get a heresy game night up and running and to keep it running for the foreseeable future so people always have a place to go and have fun playing 30K. I have some key points below as well, if that helps. First of all, this was a bad time to send this podcast this email. Second, (laughs) um... So basically, you just kind of have to be the alpha male, man. Tell you gotta, works. yeah. You just you have to. It's the fucking if you build it, they will come. Like you have to be the change that you seek, and that's for anything. That's not just for 
30k or whatever. Like if you if you're wanting to grow this 30k community, you got to fucking take point, man. You got to be the fucking spearhead if you want it to happen. That's just how it is. If you're not willing to do it, if you're not willing to throw it out there on the line and you're waiting for somebody else to do it, it may not get done. That's just how shit happens. Dude, I, I know this is going to sound like really, um, you know, d- dust in my area wasn't happening. Like, it was, like, not happening in Victoria for sure, let alone Texas. And uh, we just we just hopped out there, man. I said, here's two armies. Who wants to play this? Who's going? Now I can get a game any day I want this week. Like, we have, like, I think we're probably, like, eight players right now that play, like, regularly like non-stop like good to go we'll play dust no problem and i created a facebook group i created a facebook chat for everybody in my area and then now everybody's communicating with each other like really it's just like just do it i mean you just have to actually just jump out there grab it grab it by its haunches and hump into submission that's, that's yeah yep. if you want to do this it. with 30k go to miami find all the people with the yachts because they're the ones that can afford to yeah. do it now. The cocaine traffickers. The cocaine can. traffickers. People with yachts. Private planes. Smugglers. So, absolutely. So, his other things, he said, uh, should game night be just for heresy, or should other game systems be included? There are 40k group that play regularly in the Tampa area, but talking to them doesn't seem like the place that they play can hold more people with one or two tables available for heresy players. Should I start there and work my way up? Um, when I first got my club into heresy, that's how I did it. Like everybody here played 40 K. I just started painting up heresy models and just kept working on them and being like, Hey man, look how cool these models are. You should try it out. Whatever. Like Michael said, the best way to do it is if you can get two small armies, like say you built like two, centurion armies or something like that um and just ask people to play and try it out and and run like demo games or whatever um so yeah go to events where other people are playing other games and just you know if it you know if it's good and people like it they're gonna play it so i mean it kind of you just have to find something that you believe in and it'll sell itself if it's worthwhile it just will you ain't you ain't lying there man you are not lying there so it says, what rules would you implement on players, i.e. players must have painted armies, being that I do not own a business nor have the space in my home to play and would have to rely on stores and other players' homes to host a night, how would you implement them? You're just going to fill out your area. I mean, it just depends, man. Like, I don't, I'm at a place in my life and a place in my gaming career where I have no interest in playing with unpainted models or playing against unpainted models. I'm just, I'm past that. I don't, I just, I don't need that in my life. I have enough people to game with and whatever. So I'm a bad person to ask on this because I, 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 how do I word that? Like, like I said, like I I have such a variety of people to play with no matter what game I want to play with whatever that I, I, you know, I'm only going to play with painted models. That said, if you're trying to get people in, you know, you may have to, run with unpainted stuff just to get people in as long as they're working on stuff i think it's good to go but man the heresy community the what makes it good and the only reason i stuck around for as long as i have and still keep playing and haven't told you know 
I'm obviously not a fan of Games Workshop, and the only thing that's really kept me around is the Heresy community itself. And the reason the Heresy community is so good, in my opinion, is because of their values, and they play the game how it should be played. They self-police and stuff, and they also, you know, really push fully painted stuff and all that. So they have the same values in gaming that I like, and that's what makes it good. Because if it was just up to... Basically, people did what they wanted to do and the community didn't enforce standards and you relied on Games Workshop to set the rules and set the standard, it'd be a fucking shit show just like 40K and I'd have yeah, no desire. Yeah, I was about to say, we have an example of that <laughs> out there. So. Yeah. Okay, AKA two color minimum. Good lord. <laughs> Don't you ever, ever tell me that again. Then, uh, how would you entice players to come to a game night? I don't think many of the places that ideally have a 30 game night would allow food. So how would you guys go about getting players to show up? Uh, what would you do if people showed up to play 30K with predominantly 40K minis? I mean, again, see my answer that I just said. I mean, getting started and getting them into the game so they can learn the rules and stuff, it's fine. But as you start progressing in your hobby, you can't have that shit. You just can't. Like, it... It's selfish to to do that because that's that's what caused the downward spiral of 40k in my opinion was people just let standards slip and now you end up with the shit show that you got that I don't want anything yeah. to do with and a lot of veterans don't like it's, and what make what makes 30k like, good are the the people who play hold everybody accountable and the standards that are implemented go ahead Scott sorry yeah it's like that goes with any game system man I mean you have to if you think making those compromises is going to get you to a place in the road where you're happy and you're and it's going to help you accomplish the objective that you're setting out to do, you're wrong. You know, can't some things. I'm not saying be a dick or anything like that, but you're not going to accomplish the goal of having a 30k gaming group if you let people come in and you know fuck it all up and play anything but 30k. You know? Yep. You'll have a gaming group, but you won't be playing 30K, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, he says, I'm sorry for all the questions. I don't want to fuck this up in any way uh, and get a really strong community. K oh, fuck this up in any way, and I want to get a really strong community, 30K community going in Florida, or at least in the greater Tampa area. Uh, any help is most appreciated. You guys have motivated me to better myself in the hobby and paint more of my miniatures. Keep doing what you're doing. Number one heresy podcast out there. <laughs> Respectfully, Robert. Sorry. Like I said, bad timing for this email. But we still, like I said, answered the questions. Um, well, I mean, I have to be shouted out. If you guys are in the Tampa area and you, you're you on the same page as Robert and you, you're willing to you know try, try to help get the community together down there and rally the troops, let us know and we'll put you guys in contact for sure. But like I said, you pretty much just have to be the alpha. I mean, if if you really want it to happen, you just have to do everything you can to make it happen. I we mean, I understand. Like, right. Have, and I understand that it sounds like stupid coming from me. It's like, yeah, well, Ryan, we can't all, you know, cut down a fucking forest and build a barn and all that. Like, I understand that. But, you know, I, I wasn't always in this situation either. You know what I mean? Like, it took me a long time to build up to this. Um, I found a friend, my buddy Steve, back in the day, and we were allowed to play I said, hey, man, you got a basement in your house. Do you care if we come over there on Saturdays and play? And he was like, no. And then 
when we didn't do it there anymore, I had a friend that ran a game store and we did it there for a while. So, I mean, we went through several venues doing what we were doing before we ended up in the basement of my house when I was able to build a home. And now we're going to move it over to the barn. So it's just gotten better. But you have to start somewhere. So you're just going to have to canvas the area and find a good location. And you have to consistently meet. That's the other thing. It has to have consistency. As soon as it comes, starts being inconsistent where it's like, well, we were supposed to do it here, but we're not. And you have big gaps. And you know, you say that it's going to be every two weeks, but then it doesn't happen. And people don't know when to show up. It's going to fall apart. And that, that pretty much goes for anything, not just wargaming. Beautiful. Beautifully said. I, I'm looking right now. I just typed in a Tampa, uh, Tampa comic book stores or Tampa game stores. And I mean, yeah. I would just find anybody that's any of those owners, just let them know that, Hey, I want to start having a night dedicated to this and they'll push you out. I mean, you have a ton in Tampa by itself. You have like green shift comics, smoking comics, comics and stuff. The Comics Club, Uncanny Heroes, like you have a Wonder Water Sports cards, comics, and games. It's sound. It sounds stupid and cheap. But also, look at any type of community center or public library or something like that, because there's places like that. Like we are. I remember our local public library would were were just hurting to get people into the door because everybody's turned into a bunch of McDonald's eating, Netflix watching fuck faces that don't ever go to the library. They just want people to come in to the library and spend time there that they would like our local library had a thing set up where you could go sign up for like nights like that. And I remember here, somebody was running 40 K at the library, like on every Friday or every, or one Friday a month or whatever. And they let them do it. School programs are a good one too. I mean, if you want to do that, you can try to set up a program like an after school thing. I know someone here locally does that. Yep. Yep. And like I said, so any little local venue like that or community center or whatever, you got to kind of, you know, leave no stone unturned. You got to find a venue. You got to make it consistent where people will show up. You start small, but you have to have standards and keep to those standards after, like, have a cutoff period where it's like, yeah, that was cool playing with all these unpainted Mark 7 guys to learn the rules. But now we have, you know, we're going to put our big boy pants on and, you know, fucking paint some legit models and do whatever. It'll work. And if there's a, and this has been popping up quite a bit recently that I've noticed. Uh, if you live in bigger towns, especially like in this case, you know, you're in Tampa, that's pretty big. That's a lot of population. A lot of these towns have started having like board game days, like national board game days and stuff like that, where, uh, different stores will let you tie, t- try out and test out different games. Just get in there. And like I said, if you find a shop that's willing to support you, you can just tell them, hey, I'm going to be there Saturday. Can you promote me saying that I'm going to be playing Heresy there? And I guarantee you're going to have a good time. Uh, even if it's just Zone Mortalis, pick up Zone Mortalis rules and just run like new players through that. You, I, you'll be fine. I would definitely start with Zone Mortalis or Centurion. It's just way easier... To, to do that and it, it it's the only way that's financially feasible for a lot of people to start I'm looking right now I see there's a Tampa board game day this is episode 116 right Michael I'm going to email yeah. him your answer yeah okay yeah. well it's actually technically like episode 1 I guess if you 
No, it's 116, motherfucker. We're going to outrun them Ice Horse boys. I don't care what we're talking about. We've already went over that. <laughs> and then cons, man. You've got cons in your area. you got MetroCon coming up. Just go get a, go buy a booth, bro. <laughs> That's my plan. That's my plan to get dust in the, into Texas is just keep keep showing up to events, keep showing up to cons with like <laughs> a little table. I don't know who this guy is, but he keeps buying booths, so I mean. <laughs> Fuck it. He just wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> So, cool email, man. Grab it by its haunches. Hump it to submission. And if you're in Tampa and you're yep. hearing this and you're like, where's this guy at? We have a game club already. Hit us up and we'll connect the dots. All right. We got an email from Michael. He said, I 100% agree with looking at alternative models to stay in the game. He's talking about 30K. Cromrec has some really good torsos and legs that can fit with the plastic kits for most legions. Uh, more of these 3D printer shops will pop up to pick up the demand from Forge World's Lost Sales, but I personally don't believe that recasters are competitors to Forge World. I see the following statement as hyperbole. Purchasing through a recaster is no better than paying an individual to shoplift this product for you. But I don't... I guess he's saying don't buy recasts or whatever. Okay. I don't know. To each their own. Um, people are going to fucking do what they want to do to get their stuff so yeah uh, again <laughs> we're talking about the fucking evils of miniature war gaming and the ethics involved i Come printed on. up yeah. a warhound titan warhound titan like 10 minutes ago no. <laughs> like i don't know yeah Whatever. uh so yeah i mean well i mean he's it's hey he's welcome to his opinion or whatever uh so we got an email from Graydon. He says, hey, Ryan, just wanted to ask if you knew of any 30K groups located in Kansas, preferably around Manhattan. So Manhattan, Kansas. If you don't have you don't have to put this on the show, too fucking late, Graydon. I just wanted to find a new group as I'm moving there soon. So this dude's name is Graydon White. Um, if you want to get in contact with him, if you can't find him on Facebook or whatever, hit us up if you live in that area in Kansas. Or if you guys know of any groups that are in Kansas, near Manhattan, Kansas, and let us know, and uh, we'll hook this guy up. Dude's looking. I think for that place is near uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, and if I'm not mistaken, Jake, powerful Jake Wallace, was stationed there for a little while. And 40k groups and 30k groups are typically almost. There's a lot of them outside military posts. Yeah. The start. So. Looking. Yep, that's that's a good, great advice, Scott. Like a lot of our members of our game club are uh, ex-military, and I know that when they were playing active duty, they still. Um... What's wrong, Michael? You made a weird face there. Nothing. A uh, powerful blue cherry fairy. I've been been on the back end. Blue cherry fairy made all of our merit badges for uh, for heresy camp, and yep. I just posted up their the merit badges, what they look like, and all the stuff, and. Uh, Ryan was asking if we could get one made uh, for all the people who enter into the Cult of Paint uh, competition, and they said they'll do it, and that's what the that's what the badge is going to look like. It's going to be a uh... fuck yeah, that's awesome. So... You're welcome, Henry. You're welcome. <laughs> you can kiss me right on the fucking lips when you get over here, you big, tall, handsome bastard. So, so <laughs> all you people coming to Heresy Camp, uh, bring your best painted model. And uh, make sure heresy model. heresy model, heresy model, heresy model, 
and get that sucker entered into. Sorry, the cat's on the board, so if you keep if I keep dropping down on sound, it's yep. Yep. she is so, definitely down. Yeah, bring your best painted heresy model to throw in the competition because we want as many entries, and just for entering, you're, you'll get the badge. So you, if you want the badge, you have to enter because we want as many entries as possible. Badge it's went free to enter, to six, by the way. Yeah, free to enter. Like You yep. just bring your model. Somebody's going to paint up yep. something real shitty real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. I will. I will literally berate you, Henry. Wrote, Henry's way too fucking nice, but I will definitely be channeling my uh, inner Matt Cain and fucking it, yell at you. If you're a if you're a five day heresy camper, then you might have the advantage because you could take the uh, the the cult of paint <laughs> course and then enter that in and then paint. So, and yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. So yeah, they're gonna do that. I'm super excited about that. Okay. So, yeah, but anyway, back to this. If if uh, you live near Manhattan, Kansas, or know of any groups, let us know so we can let Graydon know or hit him up yourself. Uh, Eric Ness, who was just here, we just talked about. Sending the ideas as I think of them to keep the RFI name. Resistance Frequency Initiative, Renegade Frequency. Oh, we already went over this. Michael fucking read that one out. Sure did. See, I checked my emails. Um, so we got one from Stefan. He says, hey, sorry about the long email, but after 1.15, I wanted to write in as I had a suggestion with the format change. There's also a small rant about the GW Forge World pricing situation first, but you can just skip it because it, uh, it's already been discussed to death. At the end, there's a small bear story. Um, what do you want to do? you want to read it or skip it? I'll let you guys vote. The, the bear story? No, no the, the rant. The, I know yeah. we want to... He, he, he says... Fucking listen to me talk here. Oh, yeah, read it. Read the rant. Let's hear it. Okay. He says, I'm still amazed GW and Forge World were able to basically kill off heresy with just one decision. It's like they took EA's playbook on how to shut down a game studio and improved upon it. I'm still excited to finish up my last remaining projects and playing some games with friends. Um, As in the end, that's what the hobby is all about. 100% fuck right or fucking right there. Uh, Though it pisses me off that I spent a ton of money to support a company that in the end couldn't give a crap about me outside those last few models. This whole ordeal has really pushed me out of investing any more into my army, though I really love it. Yeah, I think we're all in the same fucking boat on this podcast. Um, he says, I have one suggestion for the new format. At one point in 115, you talked about how 30K players should try different games. I always knew the other tabletop games existed existed besides Warhammer, like Bold Action, but never gave any of them the time of day, since the online local presence for many of them is relatively small compared to GW's games. Also, being a student that lives in New York, I really can't make it to big events like Gen Con, where many of the non-GW games are really popular at. Maybe you guys could do specific episodes about the different tabletop games, kind of like the Legion episodes. Uh, where you give a lot more basic lore of the settings, a brief overview of the game system, and the different ways you can start playing. I would really definitely help people like me. It would really definitely help people like me. Hang on. I fucking lost my place. Who have never stepped outside of GW's ecosystem to get into different games, as well as help other people trying to convince their playgroup to pick up a game by pointing them to the episodes where the game is clearly explained. Anyways, I hope this helps, and I'm really happy uh, you guys are still doing the podcast and makes my commute to school something to look forward to. And then, so, what do you, 
he's got a bear story plus pictures after that. So what do you guys want to say about that? Hey, can do, Magoo. We're fucking way ahead of you. We're going to talk about all kinds of games and hopefully stir up as much enthusiasm as possible. And still talk about heresy, too, when the when the fucking move lighting takes us, I guess. Yep, for sure. Um, like I talked about earlier, I was like totally flaccid on heresy, and then Matt maybe paint those fucking Raven Garden. I got a little bit of a semi. I'm not going to fucking lie. So, is yeah, like, oh, man, God damn it. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. Anyway. So, the other thing, Michael, I'm gonna call you out here, sir. What's up? Okay. I've listened. I've listened to every episode of your Radio Free Zaragrad. Sphera. Could you have picked the Sphera? Okay. Why couldn't you pick Babylon? Why couldn't you pick Babylon? That's such a dumb fucking name to pick. Because That's they're going to. Because Sphergrad is still getting fought over. Babylon's going to end. Sphergrad's forever. And here's the thing when I picked that name, I was terrified because I couldn't pronounce it right. And it took me, like, I was scared. I was like, man, people are going to know. We're going to get called out for picking this shitty ass name. <laughs> like, yep. I picked a very hard name and I practiced. And, like, so now, like, it's like I'm, like, so casual with it. What? Sphergrad? Do you mean Sphergrad? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go well, ahead. whatever. Anyway. I'm going to pat myself on the back here and and direct you to my first... Listen to my first episode of my Dark Age podcast, right? Okay. You need to do exactly that for your Dust podcast. Like... Because... The- you, like, you need to start... Like, you need to do baby steps. Like, even though you're a podcast for beginners, you didn't... You started to, like... You started at episode three. Episode you've you've never done an episode one or two, in my opinion. I mean, you have to act like someone has never even heard of fucking dust or what it is, and do that episode. And it needs to be just three hours of basic information: where you find it, <laughs> where you Christ. buy it, what terrain will work. Go listen, go listen to my Dark Age podcast, the very first episode one of that, and you need to just redo that podcast about dust. Okay, I will. I will, and I will. Uh, I will have okay. a special episode dedicated to because because my Radio Free Sphere God podcast is only an hour, so like I'll I look at that. Nope. You're gonna have to do a special episode that's longer than an hour. Yeah, because you it's yeah, and I'll because get, people because I I want something when somebody asks about dust that I can go here's the link listen to this and I'm not normally like um like super into shit that I do like where it's like go I did this go listen it's not about that but the one thing that I fucking done right is that first dark age episode is goddamn legit it's the best one out there for someone to get into dark age and even though I did it I don't feel ashamed when somebody says hey how do I know learn about dark age I send them the link to our episode one I'm like if you don't ever listen to another episode of ours and you think that the podcast is shit beyond that this one episode is extremely good and you need to listen to it. And that's what you need to do for Dust. And that's what I want to do for Battletech. And that's what I was talking about earlier. With But I, for Battletech, I need visuals. Because it's so fucking... You can ask Scott. You, like, you have to really go down the rabbit hole if you want to play classic Battletech. Yes, it is. It is fucking elite level wargaming. I don't yes. know how else to describe it. It's a very... It is not for people who are like, oh, playing the game. I just, I don't give a fuck. I just want something quick and simple. If you legitimately enjoy the tactical depth and what is, 
what the potential of a complicated, like engaging war game could be, it's for you. Yep. Right. And if you don't like that, but you still like the models and like the Battletech universe, you can play Alpha Stray. Because yep. that's exactly what fuck Alpha Stray. But anyway, I, I want to do an episode that explains all that for Battletech, but Michael needs to do an episode like that for Dust. I will. It'll get done. Okay. So, anyway, Bear Stories plus Pictures. He says, this, this isn't an exciting story, but we got some really good pictures, so I thought I'd share, since I know Michael really loves black bears. Did you get sent this email, Michael, or just me? It looks like just me. I'm going to forward it right now. I don't. I did not. Or include attachments so oh. people are going to have. <laughs> I've watched so many black bear videos, and I've just, I've lose a little bit of respect for the black bear every time I see it. I Dude, need somebody they, they to send have me. one in my hometown now. It's fucking out in the woods. That's incredibly rare, and it's just out there waiting. We were slowly migrating its way up. You, you and Scott have both been forwarded the email. I didn't forward it to Derek because Derek's sitting right there. So when you open it, Derek can see it. Um, it says back in June, I went on vacation to Alaska to visit my aunt and uncle who are avid hikers. Uh, on the way to one of the trails, we spotted a family, a mother and three cubs of black bears on the side of the road eating dandelions. We were able to get some pictures of them before the dog saw them and barked at them, causing them to slowly walk away. <laughs> and they sent some pictures. These <laughs> pictures are really nice. Yeah, these are really nice. Look at them eating dandelions. <laughs> Look at no. That. <laughs> Look at that. No, a pleasant afternoon until that dog started yelling at them. Hey, Scott, did you see that uh, Did you see that video that Stefan sent to everybody? Uh, the Bears Discover Fire video? Oh, my God. Yeah, that... It's part of like a comedy series, but yeah, man, that was the bear holding the torch at the very beginning. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. Like that was like legit terrifying. I don't, I don't know why that that image was so scary to me, but that bear is sitting there as his like father or it's like a, a uncle and his nephew are changing a tire, and there's a bear holding a torch, and like the 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 light just gets glowier and glowier on them and like, what the hell is that and they look back and it's a bear holding a torch and the video is bears discover fire and it is like there's like this whole like news outbreak of like what the fuck do we do now like bears have discovered fire <laughs> like what happens like what do we it's like there's more reports of bears holding torches and it's like oh my god that was a that was a very good very good one but i have less respect for bears now after this little story the dog called them a fat son of a bitch, and they left. <laughs> they stopped eating those flowers, you fat piece of shit. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, get, let's let's leave. Uh, uh, Harold, let's get out of here. <laughs> here, walk away slowly so he doesn't think we're scared, guys. <laughs> awesome. I'm trying to find it. I saw a video of okay. a cat chasing off a black bear. Yep. I saw a pug. No, it was a, uh, a Boston Terrier chasing off a black bear. Boston Terriers don't even chase off mailmen, let alone a black bear. I'll fight a black bear. I don't give a shit. <laughs> if you had a black bear in this room right now and locked all the windows, I'd, no, I'd figure No, you're going out. way too far. Now you sound like Arian Foster talking about fucking killing a wolf with his bare hands or whatever. <laughs> okay. Go fuck yourself, Arian Foster. Get, he ain't fighting a wolf. That's that's Beasley. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Beasley getting a bear out of our yard. <laughs> get out! Get out of here! Get out! Is it your yard? 
fat piece of shit. <laughs> I'm all jacked so up on our next one is from uh, from Derek, and Derek sent us in a lot of uh, emails in the past. He's a avid listener of the show. He's a cool dude. He said, I started a Battletech Discord server for anyone interested in learning the game as I'm just getting back into it. Nice. The only book the only book I have is from my third edition starter box. I played a couple test games. The tonnage rating I found out doesn't work exactly like GW's points. No, you need to use battle value. Uh, the Lore Warrior series was great. I'm really liking how Steiner, they're the space Germans for people who don't know, uh, oh, can't okay. wait for all the gaming content. Thanks. Uh, his server is called Battletech, and I s- sent this email. I forwarded it to Michael with the link, so we can maybe put the link in the show notes to get Derek on there. So, Derek, what you'll need to do if you want the current books, um, I recommend... So, the new Total Warfare book is out. or uh, I think it's out for download. I'll check on that, but uh, you can't buy the physical copy right now because they are... They sold out at the conventions they put it at, but it's supposed to be out again before December if you want a physical copy. But it says Total Warfare on it, and it's a bluish-purple cover, and it's got a full-size picture of a, the retro atlas, so it looks like some 80s artwork. I wish they wouldn't have picked it. It would have been way fucking cooler to put, like... Yeah, have something fucking new and badass. And yeah, instead of... fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll split the difference with you, and it could have been... Fuck what like a hunchback because they both use that or something. Well embargoed, like sir. Well embargoed. Yeah. So um they could have done that and then made it like the cool Mech Warrior Online one where it looked fucking rad, not some piece of shit atlas from the eighties where people are like, What okay, is this? Fucking madness. <laughs> yeah. Mechs don't look like that anymore, folks. The models are way better. But anyway, yeah, uh, get that Total Warfare book, whether you have to download it off their website or wait for the physical copy. And then you'll also want to download the Alpha Strike rules so that you know how to play both styles of game and can pick the one you want. The current Alpha Strike rules have the MechWarrior Online style Mad Cat on the front. And it says Alpha Strike in bright yellow letters above it, but it's a full-size picture of a Mad Cat. Um, Scott, you just downloaded that today, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. I downloaded the Alpha Strike one. Just type in um, Battletech Alpha Strike rulebook, and it's like the third or fourth link on Google. There's a Russian website that you can download it. If you have an iPhone, it's very easy. Just click the little thing. That's piracy, sir. Fucking buy it from Catalyst. (laughs) Or buy it from Catalyst. Well, they don't sell it anymore. (laughs) I have a hard time getting it from them. But you can buy it used, but if you buy the used book, about 150 dollars yeah yeah yeah. well you can you can download it from so the official download i'll fucking put a link up for people we'll just do it that way i'll I'll send a link i get what scott got frustrated because catalyst has a dumb fucking website and they sell their pdfs through other people who aren't them for some reason so you have to go to like rpg whatever to buy the fucking official one even though you would think they would just sell their own official pdf but whatever so anyway i'll put a link up where to buy yeah, it it really fucked him today because i was ready to spend some money and i was like <laughs> why can i not find the add to cart button god damn. <laughs> so you hear that catalyst scott wanted to buy it but you fucked up Fuck, just because your website sucks i tell so. you what you fix it i'll go back and buy it from you there you go there you go so anyway but derek has this discord and battletech's fucking awesome so 
we got an email from Duncan. He says, powerful Michael, Ryan, just listening. Is this the one you read earlier? Yeah, that's Michael's already read that one. Um, Ryan Bridges sent us one. He says, uh, it's a Toys for Tots, Sons of Horus updates. He says, hey, gents, just wanted to give you guys the heads up that the Sons of Horus army is collected, and it will be. Uh, I will be starting on it in earnest now that Nova is in the books. Uh, we'll take a week or so off to recover and catch up. No homework and do a quicker project for myself before diving in. Uh, this is generally what the the list I have. This, this is generally what the list that I have designed, roughly based off Ryan's suggestions, but modified based on the donations I got. It will be well over 2K with all the options. It will be able to run a few different ways for variety. More details to follow on that. So basically what he's looking at is an armored spearhead list, but can also run as a generic Age of Darkness list or Pride of the Legion, possibly more. So he's got Malagurst, um, a Legion champion slash Centurion, a Legion chaplain, a Contemptor Dreadnought and a Dreadnought Drop Pod, a Contemptor Mortis Dread with carries with two carries, five Justerans and an Anvilus, nine Weapon Master Vets and a Land Raider, eight Weapon Master Vets and a Land Raider, 10 machine killer vets and a rhino. <laughs> then he says attached are some pics of the Sons of Horse Contemptor I did during CK Studios course. That's cool because Caleb and Kat do a good job teaching, so I know they're going to be painted legit. It says the class was in Philly a couple weeks ago. Uh, this will be close to the scheme that I use with some adjustments. It, it should give you a decent of idea how the army would look. Thank you for turning me on to them. I 100% recommend it to anyone who wants to take their game up a notch, so much good stuff to be learned. He's talking about CK Studios there. So if you guys want a good, legit painting class that will teach you proper techniques, proper airbrush maintenance and all that, and you want to start light years ahead of where I started when I was just a shitbird with an airbrush before knowing anything, then take a CK Studios class. If you want to be frustrated for two fucking years and be have your paintbrush clog every five minutes and not know how to paint anything, don't take a class. Those are your two options. Yeah. Choose um, uh, I will provide uh, updates periodically as I get going. A big shout out to the Richmond 30K guys and Remembers Retreat podcast who donated a lot of the items. Yeah, but all those are good dudes. Um, I also had significant cash donations from two dudes, one in Richmond and one in Maryland who wish to remain anonymous. Also, Chris DeSantis out of PA 30K donated the dreadnought drop drop pod a comprehensive a comprehensive list of donors will go out uh once the army is done look for it to be completed mid-november cheers ryan so i'm looking at his contemptor now do you want me to forward you this email michael or are you good do you want to see the pictures yeah you can forward it to me okay well fuck this one's not loading you can do it later yeah the dreadnought the dreadnought does look good. I'm I'm looking at the little thumbnails. I tried to blow it up, and my goal. It is sent. Okay, so we got a few more emails. We're almost there. Uh, appreciation, 30k, and dark age questions. Good evening, Ryan and RFI and I of Horus. Oh, Scott's leaving. Scott's got to go. Guys. Later, Scott. Bye, Scott. Okay, so we got three more emails. So good evening, Ryan, RFI. And E-O-O. 
Echoes the Samaria crew as well. So he's talking about my other podcast. Uh, first, as a miniature wargaming since 1990, I really appreciate the content you and the gents put out. As someone who doesn't get a lot of time to game, filling the hobby and hours of painting and my one-and-a-half-hour commute with something hobby-related is really helpful. Thank you very, very much for your effort and dedication. As a 30K question, uh, if you don't mind, I usually pick armies and projects based on theme or story that I enjoy. That usually puts me in the not-competitive bracket more than usual. Unfortunately, it seems that my 30K army interest is the opposite as I'm looking for some thoughts. I'd really appreciate, really like to compose a Space Wolf list as they attack Prospero. Uh, I'd like Lehman Russ and a contingent of Custodes. My local shop manager, Jake Landis, also big into 30K and a great chat, made me aware that those might not really be friend makers if combined together. Ideally, the list would be a shield wall style, 100 or so wolves on foot, uh, Russ and Custodes. Would this really be so bad uh, that I'd not get games in? I don't want to present something that someone else would have a bad time against. Uh, I would like to work on a project that interests me. Opinions are welcome. Nah, I don't think it would be bad. Like, a hundred dudes on foot. I mean, even if they are Custodes and Russ. I mean, it is what it is. They fixed Russ. I don't think people are going to bitch about Russ anymore. It depends on what Custodes you take, to be honest. Um, you can, I mean, just talk to people who play Custodes. The fucking problem units are pretty apparent. If you stick to more of the basic guys that come in the calf boxes and shit, you'll be fine. Nobody's going to care. Agreed. Uh, yeah. He says, I, as I couldn't find a specific contact for you related to Dark Age, please permit me to ask it here. I just participated in the build and play for beginners tournament at Nova and loved it. Unfortunately, Simon was not present at Nova and the event organizers were not certain as to why, uh, what to do about it, etc. Nathan and Daria were great. But even that couldn't hide that there were only six players slotted to participate in the 750 MTI. I played skirmish games for the last decades, and the rule set for Dark Age is fantastic. The new models are great. Don't know why it isn't more popular than it is. Is this a dying left-to-die game? Uh, I know your podcast has explained that your local group has a good following, but for me, I maybe get two hours to play every month, and I'm concerned about investing into a game where I won't have an opponent I'll likely build and paint models regardless, but I would like to play. I'm definitely looking forward to Dark Age events uh, and can try to travel and make time. So here's the thing on Dark Age right now. The future's kind of sketchy. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Like, me personally, I'm on the fence about it. When you look at Simon, Simon has been went, gotten so hot and heavy into this uh, game of fire, Throne of Fire and Ice game, the, the, uh, the Game of Thrones game that they've basically backburnered everything else to meet the demands of the Kickstarter is what it appears. So I know that Brian, the main guy that does Dark Age, wants to continue the Dark Age and had a whole schedule and all this stuff that was supposed to be coming out and all that, and none of the deadlines were met. And reading between the lines, it, it seems to be that because all their effort has been going into pushing out the Song of Fire and Ice stuff. That being said, I don't know if the lull in Dark Age content, hype for Dark Age, and the love that Cool Mini used to give Dark Age is temporary on hold until this Kickstarter's fulfilled, or if it's more of a permanent thing. So, I don't know. So, I know that's not a great answer, but I guess what I would say is wait and see. Um, let 
maybe let three, four, five months go by and see what happens with the Fire and Ice Kickstarter. And once it's done, see if um, the content for Dark Age and stuff picks back up. If they start releasing new stuff for Dark Age and push out any new models as of the time that I said this, then I would say it was pretty safe to invest into the game. Um, also, the game's not super expensive, so if you just have like a normal 750 army or whatever, you're not going to be out a ton of money anyway. Um, the next question he said is, should Heresy Camp happen next year? I'll look forward to make time. Additionally, while I can't get out to the Michigan GT this year and likely not next, I will look forward to see where you guys will be to meet you in person and buy around. Apologies now for the long note, but I do appreciate your time and effort. Thanks again for the a long-time hobbyist, Matt. So hopefully I answered all your questions there. Right. Um, two more. Uh, this is from Recon12B. It says, hi, Ryan. I just found the RFA podcast today. Great stuff. I'm starting to starting out fresh in Warhammer period and decided 30K was cooler fluff-wise, so I picked up a Calth set. As many have said, it is the best way to get into it fairly quickly. So would like any help with the list you can give outside of the Calth set. I have Sigmund, a 10-man squad of Templar Brethren, a three-man command squad, and the Emperor's Champion that I felt would make a cool Praetor with Paragon Blade. Not really married to anything. It will adjust as needed. Thanks for your advice. I thank you in advance and look forward to hearing back from you, uh, Rhett. Um, I can write you a list, but what's the name of that episode that we have, Michael? That uh, It's like uh, the the Calth Box episode or whatever. Do you know what episode that is or what the name of it is? It's called So You Bought a Calth Box. Yeah, so go back and listen to So You Bought a Calth Box episode. So just looking at your list here, basically just replace the Praetor in that list that I wrote. Um with Sizigmund, and then take the Terminators that are in there out and put the Templar Brethren in, and there you go. I mean, it's that's as easy as it is, because that list that I wrote is basically um, two or three Rhinos and a Land Raider um, for all the stuff in the Calf box, plus you know, guy, you know, whatever. So I would personally just start there. We've also, you can also check out our list library. Uh, the link is on our Facebook somewhere. Where's that at? On our Facebook. Didn't somebody post that up, or is it not? The, yeah, it's in for the, the about list. section. For it's in our the like our little about area. There's a Dropbox that's like our list library. Yeah, so go there. So go to our Facebook. Go to about and look at the list library. And there's plenty of lists there. Once again, if none of that does it for you, um, try to find me on Messenger, and we'll just talk about it on there. Uh, I've already mentioned it earlier in the podcast how to do that. Um, it's Ryan Kimmel in Martinsville, Indiana. Just find me on Messenger. Um, if you don't want to do that, just email me back and say, hey, I listened. I got your answer. Uh, it wasn't good enough. I really want you to write me a list, and I'll write you a list. So hopefully that gets it done for you. So that's it for emails. We had one more, but there was technical difficulties, so I sent them a message to get that resent, and we'll go over it next show. Sorry, Brett. We really did try. <laughs> We've been working on that for 10 minutes to figure it out. But anyway, uh, we did a cool interview with uh, Matt Kane that's going to come up after this. Do you guys have anything more to say? Uh, I just want to let you guys know to go check our Facebook page. I will post it up with the link as well in the show notes. Uh, but we do have the Toys for Tots Warhound Titan raffle going on right now. And that will run all the way through to Heresy Camp. 
and uh, it's next to nothing for tickets right now. I think it's five dollars a ticket, and then I think you get yeah, five and for twenty. Four, five for twenty. Yeah, yeah, five for just 20. throw a twenty on it, man. There's no it's reason why you shouldn't. This is that beautiful Warhound Titan painted by Scott. Uh, all you have to do is email Jamie at warhammer30k.com and ask for an invoice, and he'll invoice you. Uh, that's J A M E at warhammer30k.com, and you get that raffle ticket. So. Oh uh, man, maybe maybe throw that at the beginning of the episode too, Michael. Like a little like, so that they that's the first thing they hear. Nope, you're saying no. Michael's shaking his head. He says, "Fuck you, Ryan." <laughs> we'll do it. So, yeah, now we got this interview with uh, powerful Matt Kane, Matt Kane and Ryan. Yeah. So. We'll uh we'll kick off to these guys. It's gonna be like uh no music, no nothing. It's just gonna be like hard uh, cut. Hard cut. The hardest of cuts. So let's go. Break. Bye. Alright, listeners, we've got the uh the interview we were talking about in the previous episode. We have uh powerful Ryan and powerful, powerful Matt Kane over there. Uh, y'all just finished up what a five-day course of pure painting. How many days was that course? It's well, it's five. He was yeah, it was five days, but only four days of painting. The fifth day was an optional, like break, gaming hangout day break. That's super cool, man. So so Matt, man, where do you hail from? Where where are you flying into Indiana from? Uh, I I live in a little town called Swindon, which is in England. Um, nothing exciting, nothing fancy, but it's a lovely little place for for me. All my family there, it's home. It's uh, where I need to be near all the people I I like and love. Um, near to all my hobby friends as well, so that's that's helpful as well. So, uh, what, what do you think of uh, Indiana? I don't know if you've been to the United States before, but you know, I'm I have a feeling you haven't been to Indiana exclusively before. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I just I don't know if you're. <laughs> Yes, no, so this is the first time that I've ever been to the States, um, and on initial thoughts, when when I got into Ryan's car after he picked me up, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Um, the, the countryside was striking, the the scenery, the, it, it reminded me of everything sort of non-city-like in every film that I've ever seen. Because almost every film that I've ever seen is Americanized, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's it's gorgeous out here. It's lovely, and uh, all the people are absolutely lovely as well. They they they're always so happy and, and wanted to to chat to you and asking you you how you are and showing genuine interest in how you are. So yeah, it made me feel very welcome. Michael knows how it is here. He likes it here too. Yeah, we uh even in Texas we have uh, southern hospitality which is like, you know, it's yes sir, yes ma'am. It's like everybody's like really it like it pretty much any state with like a lot of like firearm ownership, there's like an implied like <laughs> niceness that gets forced upon you and uh it's pretty much Indiana and Texas, man. But for some reason Indiana, they they put us to shame with their southern hospitality, man. There's like nothing that like I I went to like places where the chef would come out and ask you how your meal is and stuff and i'm like you're selling me a sub bro like this is crazy <laughs> so you're like probably one of the most hospi- 
hospitable places that you could be in Indiana, man. So I'm glad. I'm glad Ryan obviously got to show you all that. So what have y'all been doing? What kind of crazy stuff have you been getting into? I've eaten just about every type of American <laughs> food that I can ever think about. Uh, Ryan has literally not stopped stuffing it's things great. down my throat. It's fantastic. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Even when I'm not hungry, he's like, yeah, come on, we're going here now because you need to try this one. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, I can't take any more food. I, I've had, The past two nights on the trip, I've walked out of the place and I actually feel like my stomach is stretching inside <laughs> my body. It's, yeah. And then last night we went to a place and they had the biggest beer that I've ever seen in my life. It was enormous. No joke. What have y'all done? Like, what have y'all eaten, Ryan? What, what have you done to Matt? so far i mean okay five days. so for a long time so you, food, you can leave the rude stuff out yeah yeah <laughs> so uh food wise first things first we got him a tenderloin right off the bat so he had a tenderloin thoughts um thoughts on the tenderloin um i personally don't think it was as nice as a lot of the other food that i've eaten since i've been here um it was an interesting thing it was not what I was expecting to eat, that's for sure. And um, being that I, everything I ever see is lo- loads and loads of big, fat, greasy meat going into <laughs> people's faces. But uh, yeah, it, this this didn't seem so fat and greasy. But you know, it was covered in breadcrumbs. So uh, and butter, yeah, <laughs> and a lot of butter. And then, of course, it was what the uh, he, the the drink. He had root beer. Yeah, the famous. He had root beer. beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, you hadn't had a root beer before, right? I didn't know. No, what? No, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not common. Like A and W. No, he, he. Uh, I gave him a straw for it. He goes, "You drink your beer with a straw." I'm uh, not, yeah, I'm I've, like, I've, it's not real beer, man. It's like a what, soda. What sort of men are you people <laughs> to drink beer with straws? <laughs> oh my. Okay, so let me. I'm gauging the level of like americana you got to experience it like root beers knocked out of the park so i can only imagine where else you've been so far so what else did y'all do he he likes uh the mcdonald's frappes we've gotten him several mm, of those they, they were very nice way better than the british ones so because we'd have to stop you know for breakfast or lunch or whatever and uh it was heavily implied that we should go back to mcdonald's most days <laughs> so he could get a frappe <laughs> I love, so I love how you say frappe. frappe like what's yeah. okay all right it's fair whatever it is whatever the fuck it is i don't know it's no it's fine uh, have you tried starbucks fraps like are we like are nope. we nope. okay that's fine you know what uh, so what else what else <laughs> you, what else have you done uh we took him to mother bears pizza okay. pizza good pizza solid pizza yep. fun place too. No, very very good pizza they I, that was the second no we, we've eaten two lots of pizza since we've been here one was a one was we the one in Paragon that you went to, Michael, the tomato pie pizza. Yes. Uh, but, but, yeah. The, he the thought Mother Bears was, was better. Was Everybody so voted Mother Bears was better, even John. So that's the other thing. John Stanford and uh, Dave Stolarski, they stayed here too. So we were like a, a tight-knit pack. We went everywhere together. Yeah. So, um, and John, John and Dave both like Mother Bears better as well. Yeah. I, I spoke, I did smoking hot waitresses as well. So yeah, he liked the waitresses. They were nice, right? They're nice over at Mother Bears, and then all the writing on the wall and stuff like that's cool, man. 
it's a cool place to hang out and they got a big old bar there like it's a cool place and then the big busty bear is as a uh, jake <laughs> jake finds fun yeah he likes the fuzzy bear tits he likes <laughs> he's a fan um i'm trying to think what else we got you you ate you ate a couple really good cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. We took him to Kuma's here in Indianapolis, and I also took him to Metro Diner. Mm. Yep. Got him two big cheeseburgers. Dude, I'm going right. to say um, something that's like absolutely... Have you taken him to White Castle yet? No. Okay. He, we haven't had time. We've, we've ate at every other place. Mexican last night. Yeah, we ate at the local Mexican restaurant. Even John approved. <laughs> he said it wasn't Mexican, but it was good. That's what he, that's what was his words. My he man. goes, I'm not sure this is Mexican, but it was really good. My man, they just put queso and everything. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna yep. say something sacrilegious that will probably get our podcast banned in most states. Uh, I like, I prefer White Castle over Akuma's Burgers, like for sure, like absolutely, like <laughs> I am not a Kuma Burger fan, but White Castle, man all day I hands to hand hand to the fire white castle but you know that's i guess i don't get it every day i don't know um we took him to chick-fil-a one day for for lunch did he um, did you see it did you feel it did you feel the chick-fil-a overwhelm you was it as good as like, <laughs> like everybody loves it it's like everybody's fast food what'd you think about it i thought it was very very good they the gravy on the Oh, that no, that was Joella's today. Oh Christ! <laughs> I'm, I'm losing track of me. <laughs> we went to Joella's hot Tennessee hot chicken today in Kentucky when we went to the tank. Museum. Oh, nice, nice. I didn't get to have that, but that's uh, that's yeah. really cool. Uh, yeah, man, Chick Fil A is like lines, like go on like twenty something cars. Like even yep. down here, it's it's insane. Like it's it's bonkers. We much. we beat the line. We got through the line pretty quick. And then mm. while we were eating, remember that fast food place that was backing up. So, so yeah. Aside from the food, uh, I got to do some pretty cool tourist stuff on the two days that I I was able to go do so. Uh, so we went to the Brickyard, yep. uh, with the Indianapolis Five Hundred. Yep, which was absolutely outstanding. I d- I didn't think it was going to be as mind-blowing uh, as what I thought it would be because I'm, in, I'm quite into motorsports anyway. Uh, so I've been to quite a few different race venues. But to see that place, it, it's massive. I, I was a re- <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just thinking, oh, it's just one straight great big oval, but it's way more than an oval. It's, it's well, the fact that it's got a MotoGP track built in the middle of it and, and a it, dirt track. Yeah. Uh, and four holes of an 18-hole golf course, and it can house 350,000 fans to spectate. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So I, I got to kiss the bricks, being that that's what all the people, all the winners do. They they kiss the bricks at the end of the race. Yep. So they let us out on that. the track. Uh, Ryan and I, and I had a, a race over the finish line, which, of course, I won. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was just that Ryan let me, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so that bricks. was... Really yeah, cool. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, and that wasn't because Ryan was forcing me to. I did it all of <laughs> my own, my own free will. Uh, and and now I got some photographs in some race cars, so that, that was that was pretty cool. Um, and then today we went to the uh, the Patton Museum. I saw that. Fort I saw Knox. some pictures of that guy. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was very cool, very cool. The 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 man was very inspirational, um, from every quote 
under the sun that I could find of that could be ever inspirational <laughs> was in that place. Um, yeah, uh, so that that was that was really cool. I got some good pictures of some cool tanks, um, some cool guns. We looked so, at the weathering on the tanks. That's what we I was were, thinking. Took, I was yeah. like, I was thinking. so like uh, so Matt, like obviously you paint. You you paint some Warhammer. We get it. We like we we yeah. know you're the best. All right, <laughs> done. Like, uh, what about like World War Two stuff and you know like like more historical tanks? Do you do that as well or? No, no, I've I've never really had any interest in anything outside of uh, the Games Workshop hobby. I've looked at t- gaming tables and seen um, things in place for. For games, and I am very big into to history. I, I really like history, and I'm, especially World War Two history. In fact, um, but I've never actually gone into any war gaming side of things. That's not to say that I wouldn't enjoy painting it. Um, yeah. And you know, Ryan's model that he did on the course here—that's very military esque. So I, that I got to show him some some stuff on that much of the same techniques that we I, I teach on the normal courses but you know this time it was done into a military-esque model um but yeah i've, I've never really got into wargaming on that front i've kind of always been indoctrinated into the games workshop way of things Super um, yeah uh, yeah yeah and then well wow the way the way that i paint things and i think that because it was kind of tore onto me um by my mentor is is that it's a, a fantasy realm with a, a realistic historical military modelers side of painting mixed into it as well yeah um uh, yeah that, that, that's the, the way that i think i and therefore most of the people that i've taught paint no i i get it 100 percent, man i it's a uh... It's one of those things. Ryan was sending us all the pictures of all the uh, all the tanks y'all got to see and stuff like that. And I was looking at them, and, and of course, you know, Ryan's painted that dust model, and like I've been looking at some dust stuff, and uh, and you look at all that stuff, and like you look at like what a space marine, like the way the space marine paint up vehicles and all that stuff. It's like pristine, like yellow or red. Like they're like showing off their their heraldry, and then like you look at some of these old tanks like that, and they like literally dipped a mop in white paint and like just like tried to not die in the snow <laughs> and just smothered their, their like oh yeah it's so crazy man it's so crazy to see some of that stuff but it's like definitely inspirational man like i always i've always like looked at like i've I've never gotten to see that military side of it until here recently and i just in my mind i think to my like self like a space marine if he was like go into a planet where there's just like a shitload of mud. Like, I feel like he might like rub some mud on himself or like on his like rhino <laughs> or something like, uh, like gotta Dep- go. depends what legion he's from. So some legion yeah. have surfs that come along and polish them every time they get a speck on their <laughs> speck of dirt on their arm. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. No. Um, so, so space Marines are medieval knights in oh, space, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Uh, absolutely. so, so they wear their heraldry proud, proud, but ev- everything, gets dirty everything gets worn down and you know if you read through the the horus heresy novels then you start to understand that the warfare that astartes fighting every single legion it is the most horrific and bloody 
combat warfare that you can never imagine. It's not just playing games on a tabletop that mean absolutely nothing. Um, if you follow the novels and get in into the the depths of the the lore and the history, it's horrible. What and and if like right right at the beginning of the Horus Heresy novels, when certain people follow. Uh, the Space Marine Legions down to battle and and see the battles going on and they're horrified by it because the human mind is not supposed to see what these superhuman warriors do in reality. Yeah, any of Perturabo's Legionnaires could tell you that <laughs> they do not get the best end of the stick. That's super cool, man. That's that's really cool. So what else, man? So you went to the Patton Museum. Y'all went to uh, uh, the the Raceway. What else? Anything else? Nah, just that and eating a bunch of food. And then we had a uh, Matt had never played X Wing before, but he's always been interested in mm, like Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, so Ryan kicked my ass at that. Um, I had a massive introduction game to it. Ryan, Ryan said, "Yeah, let's play some." And he turned his back, and I put all the cool spaceships out on the table, and he turned around and. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like fuck <laughs> this is a really big game huh? uh, we're not supposed to play this this big i'm supposed to give you a little introduction and Metal. pretty much the whole x-wing the... a-wing da, da, da. like or did you go oh dude. yeah it's the, biggest everything. Game. it's the biggest game of x-wing i've ever seen even on pictures online i didn't even realize i owned so much x-wing shit but <laughs> it was all on the table <laughs> and i and i got whoops uh, but it was more go. my dice than anything yeah let's be real so so Ryan said to me at the end of it, Matt, you got my normal dice. Yeah, Chris tonight gave me a little bit more of an insight of how Ryan's dice are always brilliant in everything that he does. He always gets the luckiest dice rolls ever. That's why he talks so confidently, like, and, like, he gets so angry when you roll all, like, when you roll shitty. He's like, how did you, how are you failing so many leadership tests? It's like, because I don't have perfect dice like you do because like, <laughs> i don't have riot dice <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I, was like, Michael, you, I hate when other people play my armies it's so sad i get so attached to my armies when i loan them out to other people and they get my troopers killed it makes me mad it makes me mad and sad <laughs> i don't like it i want to like take them from them and go look you can't just stop killing them all right <laughs> they should not have failed three morale checks you're doing something wrong <laughs> like, you are messing this up somehow so anyway let's get to the the painting side of stuff so this all started when i flew to england and took your course Ooh. when you guys were doing the mka thing yeah and so i took the last uk uh mka course and then you guys did one more course in australia afterwards that's correct? right and um I told you the story about me, like, on this end, me wanting to go and clearing things with my wife and the scramble to get the ticket and how I was so pumped. Because before you even met me, you can ask Michael, we talked about your show or your uh, your class all the time on the show and how we all wanted everybody to go. Everybody wanted, wanted us to get in contact with you. Like, yep. everybody's like, we need to get these courses over here. What can you guys do to make this happen? <laughs> I don't know. We could just ask <laughs> a lot, I guess. A lot, yeah. <laughs> and then when you were like, oh, we're not doing it anymore, I was like, shit. And I checked WOW Airline flights, and they had a special that weekend, and I had exactly the amount of days off from work, and I knew it was meant to be. So I flew over there, 
uh, stayed with Alistair. Oliver picked me up from the airport, drove me around. Ben Porter let me stay in his uh, house. Uh, and so it was a group group effort to get me there and get me back. But anyway, when I was there, you know, I, I immediately, after taking the class, you know, almost immediately afterwards, I'm like, we need to get you to America. We got to get you here to, to teach some classes. And it was been in the works ever since then. And as I was talking to you, I didn't want to, it was one of them things I didn't want to make the announcement on the show or say whatever. I had to keep it under, under wraps and it was killing me. And uh, it took a while for us to get our schedules yeah. in line uh, because you're active duty military. Um, and But once we did, we got that, we got a venue and everything, and we got you over here, and I think the results have been great. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I, I seem to say the same thing every single time I do a course. It, the, the results always blow me away and get better and better, and they, they really have. Uh, the results here have been brilliant um you know there's a f few times i might have thrown a few different things into what i normally teach on courses you know uh in mka it was it was quite set in the things that we we did if we had time that we f would throw in a few extra demonstrations um but over here i kind of had a i, I was speaking with the guys about wanting to do things slightly different and to um teach as much as i could whilst ensuring it was a little bit more laid back and, and relaxed to how things normally are. Um, so I think the venue helped add to that because it was massive. So nobody was sort of feeling the pressure and the, the confinements of uh, being in a, a venue that perhaps wasn't big enough to house everybody. Um, we also had it. 24 hours a day like yeah. we had access to it for as much as so we, we could space things out and go for a bit longer um so that that helped things and i, th I think everybody absorbed everything like a sponge um and they, they cranked out some cracking results you know by the end of the course just like every other course that i've ever run everybody's completely shattered and and emotionally uh mentally drained uh not physically because all you're doing is sitting there painting some models but um mentally it takes a lot out of you taking on all of this information and then trying to put it into practice and you know mistakes happen but it, this is what i think is the glory of having an in-house class and having a tutor there to give you one-on-one -on -one feedback and a, a tutor that's not automatically going to give you positive feedback when it may not necessarily need to be positive but then somebody that can take po uh, feedback that is not directly positive and then teach you how to correct things and and pick up those mistakes and then rectify those mistakes so you get a better result because ultimately teaching is not copying uh te teaching is about getting the point across to uh to the students in a way that they can understand it and then they can go away and adapt those techniques and, and perfect those techniques and learn them in their own way um, whilst using the information that they're given, but adapting their own style because not everybody just wants to follow suit all the time. Everybody's got their own tastes and wants to, to do things with, with their spin on things. Um, 
you know, I, I say to the students, I can teach you, but it's up to you to perfect the skills. Um, and I, I really do think that that's exactly what did happen. It was, it was great to see the results that was coming. Everybody has something slightly different to, to the next person. I had a multitude of people coming to me and asking, is this right? Is this right? Am I doing this? Can you see anything I can do on this? And being able to sit there and, and help them and give them that feedback is is what I like to do. And then come the end of, end results and I see everybody with smiles on their faces and appreciative and, and happy with what they've learned because it lets me know that they can go forward and do that into the future. Um, and ultimately for the community, that's that's what it's all about. The, the other thing about it <laughs> is... Uh, um, Almost everybody, because I, I play with the, a lot of the guys that were in that class, so I get to see what their normal stuff looks like. And I, I know off the top of my head the people that I'm thinking of, like just the, the rhino or infantry or whatever that they did in that class is the best models that they've ever done, which was, sounds insane. I was blown away, man. Every time every time I see like all the stuff laid out, I always try and find the ugliest one. Because I know that would be me. It's like, where? who's the guy who didn't quite get it? And that's what I was looking for. And I was like, holy crap, dude. Like, every single one of these models is so top-notch. And I'm like, surely the guy that painted the white scars didn't get it. Nope, he's great. <laughs> There's nothing there. Like, what the he, hell? He man? didn't say that. Jim was... Jim, the guy that did the uh, the white scars, he was massively negative about himself all the way through until I actually managed to just get it into him that he needs to stop being so down on himself because the results that he got were fantastic. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he wasn't seeing the subtlety in the blends that he was pulling off um, and how he was using glazes to, to make everything tie in to make a really, really nice finish. Um, he, I kind of had to keep saying to him, you know, cheer up, you grubby fucker. Cause yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not, as bad as what you're you're seeing things because a you're not you're not actually painting something for your army you're learning techniques b it's freaking good it's really really good it's way better than what you've ever painted before so you know chin up (laughs) no he really did like the course because we have other mutual friends that like were telling me like he would when he got done with the class every day he would get you know talk to some of our other friends that weren't there and like a couple of them came to me and they said, man, Jim's really having a good time. He's learning. You know, he had his notebook there. Jim's the guy we talked about on the show that did the more time terrain, you yep. know, yep. That's missing the tip of his finger and all that. Yep. Oh yeah. And, uh, he was there every day taking notes and stuff. Um, and you know, and he's an, he's an, an older guy. I mean, it mm-hmm. goes to show like no matter how long you've been hobbying, whatever, there's always, there's always stuff to learn. Definitely. People always want to get better. And he's missing I, his trigger I, I, finger, right? Like he's missing them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Berenger asked. Yeah. <laughs> if Jim can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. He just had eye surgery on both eyes, too. He fucking couldn't see, like, two months ago. Like, yeah. literally, he's blind. <laughs> uh, it, it, it it was really good, actually. I I, I appreciate it being able to uh, take somebody that wasn't so so positive about things and, and actually, by the end of it, making him feel happier about things. And you know, away from the class, he might have been using that as a bit of humour. But he has, yeah. he has said, 
how happy he is and you know yeah. he's, he's personally messaged me to thank me which is always appreciative because i so often in life and it, this has been a big factor in you know the the reason that i pulled out of things before is that i i get to the point where everybody just messaged me and said matt how'd you do this matt how'd you do that and they, they would just post up comments say saying what's this not Hi Matt. Oh, you're actually a human being. You you have feelings and emotions as well. Oh, what? what wow! I thought you were just a, a machine with a paintbrush in his yeah, hand. I told him, paint, paint, monkey, paint. <laughs> <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday, Matt. How did you get this color? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so it's it's really nice to have somebody that actually see sees the fact that I am there to to uh, appreciate people's company as well because. And, and to to share good times with them, not just sit there and paint models, um, which ultimately, as we can lead this on quite nicely, uh, come to our gaming day in the middle, where you know a number of the guys of the, the course came along to Ryan's house, which has got the best hobby collection and uh, <laughs> layout that I've ever seen in my life, and that's just in his bloody house. Uh, <laughs> it, they they all came down to, to play games, so that that was really good fun. We we had a, a great time just getting to know each other, chilling, relaxing. Um, we had a couple of games of Heresy going on, and then you know uh, Ryan and I got this mammoth game of um, X Wing under the way, so that that was good fun. Um, and we had some beers, we had a good laugh. We ordered some food in. We we chilled out like friends should, rather than yeah. just just some just a a student and teacher role going on. Uh, it, it I I wanted I addressed it right at the start when Ryan's had spoken to me about his his thoughts before he came to do the course because he he said he was massively skeptical of his abilities to be able to do what was being asked of him and. I, he, he spoke to me and, and said, "This these guys might not seem overly open with you at the start, and this is why." So, so the first thing I did is I stepped up in front of him and said, "Let's get this out out of the way first and foremost. No matter who has been where and done what, I'm a hobbyist just as much as what anybody else is. I like to paint toy soldiers just as much as what everybody else does. I like to play games with painted toy soldiers, you know, fully painted, not." not half painted or gray models unless they're space wolves um <laughs> yeah I, I i i didn't want there to be any sort of illusion of you are this matt and we can never achieve it because that's that's not what i'm trying to do in these these events i'm trying to get across to people that these are techniques that you can easily do you just have to be have have the mindset that you're willing to learn and this, yeah, it, it broke down the boundary straight away and made us all feel a lot more comfortable together. That's so awesome, man. At least you, you're like, all right, listen up. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, man. Very cool. I'm glad y'all's classes went well. Everything I've seen as far as models that have come out, all of them look incredible. All of them look fantastic. Uh, me and Ryan have always talked about before how, like, it's uh, – kind of like it, it almost feels like you guys in the uk and not outside the united states 
Like you guys have like an elective or something in high school where you all just have this like insane modeler course or like airbrushing course. So y'all all well, we used to joke it said you know, like how's the like if you live in Israel and you're you know you have to join the the Israeli Defense Force when you turn eighteen for so many years. We just assume that like instead of like PE class or some bullshit like we have over here, you guys have like military modeling class in grade school because <laughs> it's like. All the military modeling magazines, all the weathering magazines, all that. Like, even when we go to local stores here and buy them, they're all UK stuff. They all have UK artists and everything in them. And there's there was really no one. Me and Michael kept looking and looking because we were like, we're like, well, MK's over there. Surely, like, 400 million people in the U.S. We got somebody that'll do it over here. <laughs> yep. And there's there's really nobody that does all the weathering and stuff that you do. Um we, me and you have been talking. Uh, CK Studios, who, who we've talked about, um, does a lot of the same, uh, the color modulation and stuff that you like. And and um, he even looked at like Emily's Dreadnought from you know Caleb's class and was like, yeah, this is right, you know. Yeah. Um, so so they got that part down. But as far as like the weathering and the military style stuff, there's really nobody. There's like little clubs and stuff that do it here, but as far as people that go out and teach classes, I don't know of anyone. No, no, I definitely don't know of anybody, and, and like specifically in our hobby too. That's a huge, that's a huge thing. And like now, like now in my mind, I'm like, okay, cool. There's now what was it? How many people do I have? Like ten, twelve? No, we had twenty. Twenty. Twenty people. Twenty people. Now there's twenty people in the like in america now who could do the matt kane painting and like so it's just gonna <laughs> spread like wildfire you messed up you messed up <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny because matt kept telling me in text message he's like ah oh, this is gonna be my last class i've kind of lost the passion for it this and that you know but i'm gonna do it because i told you i would do it and it'll be fun i'll get to come to america or whatever and you know we'll do this and that and I want to do this one last one and we'll make it really good. And then you made it all of a day. I think we did the first day of the class. Well, that was kind of your fault, really, because, you know, <laughs> Ryan's got this amazing setup in his house. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he's making something else. He's making like a purpose built gaming arena in, in his front garden, oh, yeah. which is pretty amazing. And he's told me about everything that's going to be in there and, all the guys came to the class and they were saying, you know, can we, can we? And and Ryan was saying, you know, it's there. And it's kind of like a field of dreams. If if you build it, I will come. So I, <laughs> I, 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 I you know, Ryan said that he's going to do this whole thing. And if I ever wanted to come back over and do it, then the venue's there and I can come over and teach people. And, you know, that's not just me he said that's open to to absolutely everybody because there's a number of different people that teach people how to paint i mean henry's coming out to hobby camp to teach you um uh andy's there as well henry and andy being part of cold paint now they they've got their thing going on and they they're always around to help people much more prolifically than what i am now because i'm just going to be there to come and help people rather than doing something on official means um caleb um and and all the other people that offer classes because there's several people out there that i'm envious of i mean land studios land studio it, the, the guy michael he's my favorite painter in the world and i would love to go do his class 
Um, yeah, so, I let that sink in, people. And I Matt showed imagine. me. Matt, I can't imagine. Matt showed me pictures. Matt told me he goes, "When you get your barn built, you need to reach out to this guy and get this Land Studios guy." He's you know, he's phenomenal. He, he's my favorite painter in the world. You know, everybody has got somebody that they can look up to, and uh, I. Andy looks up, up to several other painters and has got his painting idols and he's won just about everything you can possibly win in painting. Um, so, you know, anybody who says that they can't learn something else is, uh, is their own biggest enemy, really. Um, but with Ryan doing that for, and having that place available, it would be wrong not to help the community in whatever way you can. And I, I'll come out and help do other courses you know like work's probably going to disagree with the amount of food that i've eaten while, <laughs> while i've been there when it comes to fitness next, test when i get back to work yeah, but um pt man it's gonna be rough yeah he's exactly. gotta go he's got a exactly. fitness test in two weeks and I'm no just, no two months, two oh, months. Two months. I, i've okay, got two months you got a while you got a while yeah <laughs> as, as long as everything goes well I, I should be okay but um yeah I, i'll come out I'll come back out i spoke to the guys at the end of the last class and said we can discuss which which course that I've done in the past that they want to do. And they, we, we come up with some ideas and we'll, we'll come to a definite conclusion before the event. It's probably not going to be until sort of spring next year, but oh, perfect. that's, that, that's plenty of time to, to get things ready, I guess. It, um, gives people enough time to be able to get their time, their scheduling sorted to, to come to it. The um, barn will be the built. Buy -in, yeah. The barn to be built. Uh, for me to get my leave put in with work, um, it would, I guess it's the best way to do things. Really, is is not to just go. Oh yeah, I'll do it. Come back. I'll come back over in a couple of months' time. Um, probably visas and stuff won't let me do that either. But um, yeah, it, it'll be good fun to come and help again. I I, I appreciate helping the the other people that come along. So, well, man, I'm sure. I'm positive speaking for them because i know they would say it i'm positive they appreciate you and like the 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 skills you have bestowed upon them like there's a like i'm sure they're very appreciative of that and we would absolutely like love to have you back i mean that's just the bottom line especially if it's spring next year I, i'm always looking for a he way wanted to, to come really bad but he wasn't able to yeah 100 yeah, right. yeah so we'll have he, to see if we can block book hotels down downtown yeah well there's three right here up the road that well there's no there's no reason they won't be filled because you got to remember if you come in may depending on when it is the 500s here so you have mm. four hundred thousand out of towners but we're far enough away where these hotels should be yeah. fine ryan's just gonna put a cabin on the second story of the the gaming barn yeah i'll build barracks, <laughs> barracks pitch tents people think i'm running a cult because i'll just have like a weird fucking thing with no, just that's, that's henry henry and andy okay. oh the cult pull yeah, the paint the yeah <laughs> um but uh but yeah man it, it's pretty cool like i was just telling matt 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 de petro the guy that used to be the studio painter for privateer press um i've taken some of his classes he's a phenomenal painter he does bus stuff now yeah he's not coming here he's coming to indianapolis i think he's here next week or the week after something like that He's here real soon, and they've sold the class out. So it's pretty cool. That's that's here in Indiana too. And there's, and uh, I was telling Matt that the the guy that is running that class reached out to me, and we actually shouted that painting course out on on this podcast, and he he sold it out. But 
whenever I get my barn built, I'm going to tell the guy, that guy that organized that class, um, you know, that he's more than welcome to use this barn as a, as an event, as a venue too. Like if he wants to set up painting classes with painters, he likes, uh, cause that's what it's for. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm like you, I, I just think it's cool. I want to see where we can take this thing. Um, having a purpose built venue like that to just do, you know, gaming stuff. Like not only cause like you talk to Chris about, you know, he's running his 40 K mm. events and stuff out of it. Um, I think it'll be real cool. And I mean, I've had such a good time with you this week. I, f- I feel like we've had a, a really good time. It, we bonded, man. Yeah. We, we bonded. There's been a special We've connection. been in the car a lot. Like this fucking David John in the back seat, me and Matt in the front. We drove. Matt thinks that the only road in the United States is Indiana I-65 because we've drove up and down uh-huh. that fucker every day. And even today, I was laughing because I'm like, "You want to go to this tank thing?" And he's like, "Yeah, I want to go to the tank thing." We had to go right past where we did the class, drive right down the same fucking road, <laughs> right past where the venue was. And he's like, "Well, is everything on this road? Is this just like if the only road? That, like, <laughs> keep taking that road south, you'll come to my house." It's, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, uh, when he told me he was into motorsports and stuff, cause before I was asking him like, you know, what fun stuff do you want to do here? And he was like, I'm into motorbike racing and all this and that. And I like, man, I, I'm, I'm like at a loss of this time of year, what to do. So I'm glad that we came up with the track and I could tell, you know, you were a little skeptical at first, but you're like, ah, we'll do it. You know, go downtown. It's no big deal. But then I seen when you got there you know, that you, you really liked it and stuff that, like I said, that was fun. Um, I've hung out with, uh, John Stanford before, you know, he's been to events, but it's always just been like in the event venue, you know, we've played games, talk for a little bit, but he, he stayed here overnight before to do my event, but you know, he was here all week and I got to go to dinner with him a lot and all that. And man, it was, it was fun. I mean, I, I, we got a bond with John as Mm -hmm. well. Even somebody know, you know, he's really, such really a cool fun. dude. You know what I mean? Like, we, we had beers and stuff, la- you know, just good laughs and everything. I mean, we had a... He drank half of my beer because I couldn't drink it. Yeah. They, <laughs> <he> could, <laughs> Matt couldn't finish his beer. He had to pour it in John's cup. He's like, here. <laughs> John's like, yes, sir. Right away. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had a we had a real good time, man. I mean, it was a, it was a great course. I, 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 was, I was thrilled with my results. Like, I wanted to get you here to teach everybody else. Cause I, I mean, I figured we would just, I don't want to say like, cause I'd already taken the class mm. and, and I knew like, I, I mean, I taken the class. I was like, oh, I'll take it again. I don't care. I'll do a different color. I'll, I've, I'm sure I'll pick up a few things. And I did that dust model and I, I was, I didn't know what I was going to paint until the night before. And yeah. I, and, and he made me change. He goes, I don't want you to do that. You, you need to do Raven guard. But um, so so Ryan is in this massive frame of mind of oh fucking hell they've been doing this and that and screwing us Americans game, over. Game workshop. So yeah. so oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to do their shit anymore. I'm not going to do any more Space Marine armies and and any more of their models. And then I was like, yeah, but you really like the Raven Guard, so you know, do them. And yeah, <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah he, but in the end he did. Well, but and... here's the funny thing. He was like, paint this a Karen, whatever. So me and John Stanford, mostly John, to be honest. John like built my models because I was like, ah, fuck that. I'm gonna go play games. I ain't worried about them more, Dathan. 
And I walk out front to go get a drink, and John like has all my more Dathan built. Like, here you go, you can paint these. I'm like, well, fuck, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then me and John sat down and built the the because Matt wanted a model to do like the um, demos on, mm-hmm. and he offered that up. So uh, I was like, well, I got this extra vendor. So he did this vinegar for me. We'll get to that in a minute because that's kind of cool comparing your work uh, to my, you know, because you teach the course and you taught me to do it. Yeah. And then I painted a bunch of tanks, obviously, with that. Like I did the one in your class. I painted a bunch since then. And then you painted one using the same techniques. And then we got to bring them home and line them all up and go, you know, how, anyway, we'll get to that. But so we built this vinegar. And then I was like, I stayed up a long time, like all night priming this fucking. Uh, normal Sikorin that was supposed to be for my Death Guard army, but I'm priming it black because he wants me to paint it Raven Guard because he shot shot down the dust model idea. Then the next day, we're loading up stuff right before the class. We're putting things in this big tote, and I pull the, the dust model out, and it's got the picture of it on the front. And he was looking at it, and he goes, well, this this is kind of cool. He's like, was this what you were going to do? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, ah, fuck it, do that. And I'm like, well, you maybe. <laughs> So I was making it up on you know on the seat of my pants already, but right. the the Raven Guard was kind of Ryan's fault anyway, because you know while I was painting away on that de- that Death Guard Sakarin, um, Ryan was like, oh yeah, but uh, didn't didn't you say this to 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 do this? Because I kind of broke broke things down a little bit more and and teach a few uh, taught a few of the techniques in a few more stages rather than just a whole yeah. load of them in one stage. Um, to help people to grasp it, and uh, and Ryan was like, "Well, you uh, yeah, you didn't do it this way that last time, and you know, I kind of, I kind of already won the best painted army at Adepticon, <laughs> so you know, what what do I know?" And 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 I was just thinking to myself, "Oh, here we fucking go," and <laughs> and, and I, after, afterwards, I was thinking to myself, "Well, I should have kind of come up with a, something along the lines of." How many books are your names in? <laughs> How many black books have you got published where your name is the official painter? I, I uh, gave him the insult to use against me. I said, next time I lip off to you, Matt, just say, hey, Ryan, I can't hear you because I have both my golden demons stuck in my ears. <laughs> so so I said, if you want to win the, the best painter next year, you need to do another Space Marine army because, you know, your old army is not going to cut, is it? So. That led on to him doing the Raven Guard on the the second course. So he, he and I think he's done a really good job. He on wanted it, so. me to do the black, and I wanted to learn how to do black anyway. So I was going to paint those dust infantry after I did the dust tank, and I did that dust tank. I've always had I've struggled with airbrush control. I've always sucked at it. So doing the pre shading part of the tank was always the hardest for me. Yeah, and and I'm not going to like I did the pre shading in your original class, right? And I did the pre-shading on the Rhino, the first Rhino I did when I came home. And I did the pre-shading on the first Land Raider. And then after I did those three tanks, I looked at them and I'm like, you can't see any of that pre-shading because I'm weathering the shit out of them. And I just went Zenithal, 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 Zenithal. Mm. Because I didn't, I'm like, I suck at this. I didn't like it. And I've tried it a few times and I'm like, ah. So when you came back this time and I did that green tank and he was here again to help me, we sat down and he showed me, you know, where the light goes. And it, for whatever reason, it, it clicked this time. And, and funnily enough, there's been some people that have sat the class multiple times in the past. Um, and it's only after the first event, that it, once they do the event a second time, then things actually become 
also that I've been told, uh, things become easier because they're not worrying about taking everything in because they've already got that foundation and knowledge there. But then they can actually pick up on those extra little pieces. It's like going back and watching a film a second time after you've watched it. Things actually start to make sense. You pick up on extra things. And I think that was what clicked with you there. Um, Also, when I was doing Death Guard, I can kind of cheat at that because the when you do the pre-shading on those, which it's good because you teach it to, you know, it's good to learn regardless of what Legion you're doing. But when you spray that deck tan over it, it's so subtle. You mm. know what I mean? You don't really see it. And then by the time you apply the weathering, you kind of cheat. You know what I mean? Like you can just cover it up. You don't really have to. Yeah. Be, yeah. You don't really have to be good at it and nobody's going to notice. But when I did that, that dust tank the, with the green, you could, you could definitely notice. Plus I'm sitting at the same table with Matt. He's sitting beside me. So he's not going to like, if I'm doing some bullshit, he's going to slap my hand and be like, nah, look, you got it. This is dumb. <laughs> that shit, Ryan. That shit, that lighting source does not go there. <laughs> it's not possible. So why would light even yeah. be there? <laughs> yeah. So I got it pre-shaded up, up real good. The other thing I, I caught, I, I did in this course was you have to know when to stop. If that makes sense. Like, I would do pre-shading and then keep looking at it and then do more and then keep looking at it. And then the next thing you know, you've just whited the model out mm. and you're like, fuck. And then you go back in and add your shadows. So I, I just like, I went real slow. I did it and I looked at it real close and then I didn't just keep spraying or whatever. And I got it real nice. And uh, we laid that green on there and did the two shades of green. And man, it looks so good. It's probably one of the better, when you look at the, the transitions and the light sourcing on that model, that's easily the best vehicle model I've painted yeah. from a technical so, standpoint. So Ryan's put up pictures of it, but actually without being able to have the model in your hand and and turn it around and see how things change rather than just being bleached out by one light source, uh, that's the that's the only way you can really appreciate everything that is on a model is by seeing it in person. A picture can paint a thousand words, but actually there might be a hundred thousand words to be said by a picture. And that you only get that once you see it in person. I'm trying in to, my opinion. I'm yeah. trying to look at it right now just to get a, I saw all that. Yeah. Okay. You know, it, it's then, so funny because you look at like all of the, uh, all of the different shades of green and it just, you just assume it's the light doing that, but more than likely those are all of your, all of your pre-shading coming into effect, I'm guessing. Yep. Yeah. It looks it looks faded, and, man. It looks faded. It looks like sun bleached in certain spots. Like like it it looks great. It looks fantastic. That white line's probably my favorite part of it though. The Adidas uh Boris Boris uh, uh I just squatting slap. Stripe, stripes look cool on models. Like Matt taught me that on, in the first UK course, Matt and Henry. Mm. You guys really emphasized that on that first course that Stripes look cool on shit. Like, it's good to have a stripe to break things up. They look really cool with decals laid over them. I didn't have any dust decals. The star on the side, I went to Walmart while the class was still going on and bought some bullshit little, like, kid stickers, some stars, (laughs) and made made my own own stencil out of just some stickers I bought at Walmart that were (laughs) star-shaped. What about the 56? Where did that come from? That's one decal. That's on the normal Space Marine uh, vehicle sheet, decal sheet. That's the only decal on the actual vehicle. Wow. Looks dope. So I did that, 
and I, you know, I did the weathering on that, and that was like I said, it's not something I could really cheat on. I, I, I had to to do it right, and then I wanted to do black, and I've always been really intimidated to do black because I feel like I've tried to do it in the past, like just paint something because you you see something that's black and you're like, well, how hard can that be? Yeah. Well, ev- everybody or most people that are not really clued up on it says black's the easiest paint color to paint well actually no black black is not the easiest color to paint yeah it's easy to paint if you want to look shit (laughs) and single color and drab and and no life to it because black's a dead color there's there's no different shades and anything that you can get from it it's it's just a nothing whereas actually there is more that you can do to it and if you want to paint black wow it's one of the hardest colors to paint um so uh so going off of things that i've picked up in picked up on in the past in, and on how to utilize other colors to make black more interesting rather than just using the standard gray highlight that you see everybody use you can use other colors um so uh ryan's used a, a sort of took a really dark turquoisey sort of color to to make his highlights and it's really subtle but it's really really nice and again it's another thing that you you see in a completely different light when you pick the model up and turn it around and look at it and see the the model in depth rather than just looking at it in a, a two-dimensional picture um and I, I really do think that he's pulled that off really well it's it looks really great and well, if he follows suit and does exactly what I've been telling him to do and carry on doing a whole new Raven Guard army because that's what he's going to do. Right, Ryan? Yeah, he's pushing me hard, Michael. And and here's, you know how we just, yeah, yeah, hang on. Yes, yes. Good. So last episode, you know, we had like the big like, ah, fuck, you know, I'm off, like I'm battle tech, this and that. That's what, and I'm like, I'm going to paint that, whatever. Fuck man, painting those Raven Guard Matt made me do it, and then it was hard, but it was like super fulfilling when it got done. Oh yeah, they look and fantastic. I literally, I literally had several people that have, that play with me and see my shit in person all the time, and you know, um, I've not won a Golden Demon or any big awards, but like apart local... from Best Army at Adepticon. Well, yeah, that's what did, I'm saying. Did you mention that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People. People. Yeah. So he had a spiky yeah, with, bits article. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was. I, I, I didn't hear it. I, you know, nobody told me. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So. Uh. But anyway, like, even with that, people like people have went out of their way to go. These are the best models you've ever painted. Like just, and that's just seeing the picture, and they look way better in person. Even my wife looked at them and she was like, "I can't believe how good these are." Um, and it, like I said, the, the pre-shading really clicked this time. And Mm -hmm. my, I I feel like I really got control of my airbrush. The other thing was I'd never used anything other than the Patriot 105. That's all I've ever used. And Matt tried using it on the infantry demonstration and, and got frustrated. (laughs) He was like, I don't know what to tell you about this hairbrush, but I don't like it. I wish I'd have brought mine. And I said, well, I have these SOTARs that I've never used before. And we got the SOTAR out and it, it worked for your demonstration. I think it's, you know, different tools for different skills. And I've, I've never used that airbrush before. So I'm, I'm not immediately going to be able to pick it up and be able to use it just like I do mine. Um, 
And I also think it might have been a bit dirty because it, no matter how much I thinned the paint, it was speckling right. quite a lot. So it got to the point I, I put the, the airbrush down and just changed straight up to the Sotar 2020. And it came up really nice. It worked really well. Um, the the results came out very, very fine. Um, and I never considered using it before because I, I'm not a fan of the smaller nozzled airbrushes, but it, uh, it, it worked fantastically well. It might have been because it was brand new, but it still worked very, very well. It, so. it didn't clog the whole time. I was worried mm. about the small nozzle, but uh, it, it didn't clog any more than my 105 did, but I was able to control it a lot more. I, I put the high roller trigger in it in that me and Michael are a big fan of, and um, it, it it worked way better just because you know the cone is smaller, it was finer, and uh, it really laid the, the color on those Raven Guard um, really nice. And it like I said, being able to, because like I, I was sitting, sitting at the, the head table, I guess, with Matt. We sat there together because he was sharing. Because he, you know, obviously he's not going to fly with a compressor and stuff, so he's using, uh, the stuff that I brought. And um, so I could ask him like things just real quick, you know, like we put that the filth, you know, we got the Raven Guard all the, because you don't really do a pre-shade on black. It's really, you know, you put your colors on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I really like this. The the lighting and everything looks great. But I was worried about them being, because like you said, we use that turquoise, that, you know, little two turquoise. So he showed me how to make a glaze. And not just like some bullshit, like mix black with water and spray it on there, like an actual true-to-life glaze. He had some stuff with him or whatever. I need to actually go buy some of that stuff that you showed me to use. And we, we kind of hit him, and it, you know, it made him... I don't know. It was like the finishing touch on those guys. I yeah, felt like it just homogulated and brought everything together, really, yeah. didn't it? Um, but on that, I think it's, it is good. And this is why I don't do things like Patreon and uh, online tuition, because I don't feel from those things you can get the, the, the full tuition uh, value out of somebody. I, I don't feel that just by having somebody sitting there online showing you something on their model i don't think you can get as much from tuition as what you can if you've actually got somebody sat there picking up the faults uh telling you where you've gone wrong and how to correct it and giving you demonstrations right there and then and having hands-on with every single person rather than uh teaching to a broad spectrum across uh a digital network for for me the value is not there uh, in that but when doing it in, in person helping somebody to to achieve these things i think it really helps to make you understand better yeah no i agree 100 percent, dude they, they, your raven guard look fantastic man they look they have that like subtle hint of green but then you painted their cloaks like true black and so like you yep. can tell the different layers and their guns are also black so you can see like all those different like modulations like i know it's going to sound kind of weird but it looks like they are raven guard operating under moonlight if that makes sense like that's what it feels like like they're working under like a clouded like moonlight like dark and just have that subtle light on them is what it looks like they look really good well i feel like if you look at like if something metallic or like something like black plastic like this this thing like you can see the light hitting off that it's gonna reflect different than like fabric you know, fabric has yeah. a different texture where it doesn't reflect light back as much. Yeah. So me and Matt talked about that 
I haven't highlighted the cloak or the gun, so I'm going to go back and do that. But we're going to do that in grays, not the the turquoise. Yeah. And I and I won't do it like as high a contrast. I want to keep it more like you were talking about because yeah. the light light wouldn't reflect as much, and it, it should look different. And he he's really shown me like just us talking and having discussions and like all through this week when we've been driving around together, like I've noticed him, he'll go like we had to go to my power plant to grab this uh, flash drive I needed and we're driving and he goes, Oh, look at the weathering on that. You know, like train cars or yeah. trucks that we drove by on the road. He's like, Oh, that's some good. Like, look at this. And when we were at the tank museum today, you know, when I was looking at the street, I wasn't just like, it was cool. It's like, you see it and you're like, Oh, that's a tank. Chris Duncan's telling us all about the fucking tank. He, you know how he is. He's like, Perfect. yeah, it's a fucking Beautiful. this and whatever. Because he went with us too. But then, you know, you get closer and then we were like, well, look at the streaking on this. Like, th- this looks neat. And there was even a stoog there and we were laughing. And it was fucked. And it looked just like a Death Guard vehicle. Yeah, we were laughing. We were, Like his Death Guard scheme, we were standing there looking at him like, that looks just like your Death Guard scheme, man. <laughs> it's like almost the same colors and everything. So that's, that's so freaking cool, man. And like, just uh, going back to your model, dude. Your lenses are spot on. I don't know what to say, man. They look like legit glass lenses, like with that little. He spent a long time on lenses, and you know, did a big demonstration on it. And you know, I'd never tried. That was the first time I'd attempted, you know, doing it your way. But I mean, you explained it so well, and I'd already done the lenses I've done in the past. I've always just like, um. Like, for example, if I wanted to do a red lens, the way I was personally doing it was just painting the whole thing corn red and mm-hmm. then starting not quite in the corner, like closest to the nose, like a little bit in, like maybe, you know, sort of in and then putting a, a dot of uh, the real bright, like uh, evil sun scarlet or bloody red or whatever. And then just trying to almost like painting a, a pupil or something like a little thing, like it just looks like a glowing thing. And that's all I did. Right, and and you had a totally different process that I tried. That was the best demonstration uh, verbally ever, by the way. I'm, I'm sure the listeners are gonna be fully in the in the know about how you used to paint those lenses. How he used to what paint do you mean? the lenses. It, you gave yeah. like an exact, uh, like <laughs> if somebody wanted to recreate how you used to paint lenses, they could do it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well it's the wrong it's the wrong way to do it obviously because you look at the ones that i did in matt's class and it's way better but love it so and then matt did extra demonstrations he, he showed us how to do like how he does some power weapons and stuff uh he brought some custodes models that he's working on and they're beautiful um, the one that we put. I was wondering where those custodes came from because I saw that power weapon was looking insane. I was like, that has to be Matt. Yeah. Like, there's no way yeah. that somebody's <laughs> leaving that class learning how to do that. Or like, there's no way. <laughs> well, he did. He showed us how to do it. We didn't get it. Like, I mean, we could have went home and done it, but he went through the full process on how to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, so th- it was just a sewing house I threw on at the end. So I, um, I taught how to do like a a laser effect up the venator's gun barrel i taught how to do power weapons how to do leather how to do uh marble uh, just just quick demonstrations to show people so you know we, we didn't have enough time to be able to go through all those techniques because because you know you're going through so many things throughout this period of this, the course anyway but at least 
having those demonstrations gives you the ability to be able to go and try it on yourself and and give it a go um and you know when i come back in may there's discussions of what course we we want to go through but having given a demonstration come that time i might actually be able to work it into the class that we're going to do so that you can actually learn exactly how to do them and do them in the class as well so that i can critique you and pick you up on it and, um it's it's all techniques that are, are well known throughout the the world of hobbying and i i only know how to do some of them because i've i've picked it up of uh, off of other people's tutorials but uh and you know I, i'll always be the first one to tell everybody exactly where i've learned it from because <laughs> i don't like to be be seen as ste stealing other people's yeah he was thunder. really good about that like he would literally say in class so and so taught me to do this or this I read this article from so and so, and I was like, "This works. This is how I teach it now because it's it's their work." So, you know, and here's a picture of their article. If you want to go look it up, here it is. You can just read their guide if you want, but I'll read it for you and do it for you in person. Yeah, so some of the guys were saying it's it's all well and good at being able to see this article online, but actually being able to see it being done in front of you. Uh, and how you manipulate in the paint and how much you're thinning it, how you're using the br brush bristles to, to put the paint where you want it to go, where you're going to be looking at doing certain bits and bobs. It, it really helps to paint a, a bigger picture, pardon the pun, yeah. uh, but it really helps to give you a better high, uh, like point of view. Uh, it gives, gives you a better idea of what to do when you're going to go do it yourself. <laughs> I, that's pretty awesome dude i love how like right at the end of the class it's like everybody's getting a little cocky and you're like all right let me go and show them why i got these golden demons <laughs> let me let me flex on the colonies real quick <laughs> roll the sleeves up <laughs> this is how i do power weapons boys <laughs> this is a little laser effect just put everybody back in their place let them know <laughs> it's like, i taught you some tricks but i didn't open the oh i didn't open the box <laughs> it's, it's just clever salesman techniques really it's, it's, all, it's, it like, it's all it is here, here this is this is something that i've done in the past would you like to learn it come next time yeah so <laughs> come to my special 15 uh, 15 hour course and we'll be good to go yeah <laughs> so um so anyway that's pretty much it it's late here i know matt's tired we got to get him on a plane tomorrow um, at least tomorrow you get to sleep in if you want to. You can sleep in as late as you want. And go shoot guns. And, and shoot guns. Oh, um, you haven't shot guns yet. Oh, it's going to be a good time. No, we haven't. I showed him my collection. Um, I showed him the 500 Smith and the 50 cal and all that. So we're going to... Yeah, so, so you know, I'm a soldier normally. So I wasn't super excited about shooting anything, really. Because I do a lot of shooting quite a lot of the time. Um, and then I saw his collection. I was like, ooh. Well, that's a, that's a bit different to what I normally use, so that'd be interesting. Let's have a go on that one. So we're going to. Yep, yep, it'll be fun. We'll do that in the morning when we get up. We'll have plenty of time to do it. So That's fantastic. But, well, man, I appreciate both of you coming on. I know y'all have had a long day. Uh, definitely thank you for coming down. Hopefully next time, when the, the next time you're down, next spring, you're definitely coming down. Uh, you get to see some big cats. That's a... That's a I should definitely be. On I, your I was list. gonna try to take him there, but we ended up we did the the race course and the the tanks and stuff instead. We kind of mixed it up a little bit, um, but yeah, we'll we'll get him to the exotic feline thing. We were actually gonna do it today. Um, we left the tank thing. We went to the tank thing. Like uh, several people said, go, and I wanted to go. And I actually I've been wanting to go myself, and I did some research, 
apparently not enough research. We went down there and it was still cool, but they've moved like 75% of the tanks or more to Fort Manning, Georgia. So we got down there and they had tanks, but they had like a dozen tanks instead of like the hundred tanks that they used to have or whatever. Did they move so, them temporarily or like are they coming no. back? Oh, no, they moved them. Oh. Well, all right. So apparently, so but <laughs> we still got to see some cool shit. We got to see like they have General Patton's like famous pistols, his pearl handled pistols that he had. Yeah, nineteen eleven, uh, right? Nineteen elevens. Nope. No? Nope. They were revolvers. <laughs> what a in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> oh, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't even matching. One was a three fifty seven, I think, and one was a forty five. Get out of here. <laughs> and one of them had kill notches in it. Oh, see, that's a man right there. <laughs> this is actually kind of scary, really. <laughs> we also, there's a we've developed a conspiracy theory that Tim, we're going to have to get Ivor's Tim to look into. We think that General Patton didn't die in a car crash. We think that he's developed, like, time travel technology or he was cryogenically frozen and that him and Donald Trump are the same guy. It's possible. Uh, no, no, no word of a lie. If you uh, was to take Donald Trump's hair and replace Patton's helmet with Donald Trump's hair, it would be him. His facial expressions, his mannerisms, the way that his lips move. His cadence. When, when we watched talks, a video in there. It is. Right, Ryan was like, hey, he looks like Trump. And I was like, I was just about to say it. It was absolutely uncanny, Google, the likeliness of Google, it. Uh, go to YouTube and type in General Patton victory speech. And it's like the end of this little black and white video. And you'll have to go about two or three minutes in where he's standing at a podium and he's talking. And watch his lips move and what his eyes look like and his mannerisms and his cadence and his speech. And it is fucking creepy. I showed my wife and she was like, oh my god, this is the creepiest thing you've probably ever showed me. <laughs> I, uh, I'll have a, I'll have a picture for y'all before the end of the night. Don't you worry. We'll, okay. We'll do this. Well, we'll, we'll do the mashup. You'll have, we'll I'll have to link that video to the episode so people can check it out themselves. We got to get Tim, Tim on the case. So, but, um, yeah, whenever... Matt comes back whenever we make final plans. If you you know if you do indeed you know want to come, I know you want to come back. Mm -hmm. um, and you come back, we'll we'll definitely shout it out on the show. Um, we'll have to figure out like you know how how we want to do it, who it's available to. Well, not that it's I mean it's available to everyone, but it's like I know that when you if you come back and teach a more advanced class, you want people to have a background with your other classes, right? I I'm not massively fussed on it you know it is quite important and to to already have a fundamental knowledge of how to do the basics because when i'm going to be teaching more advanced techniques i don't have the time to go in and teach the absolute basics and beginnings so to to that end i would encourage people to go and sit with people that have done the the bits that i've taught here and learn those skills so that you have that fundamental knowledge uh, to be able to go on and do bigger and better things and more technical subjects, because um, otherwise you'll you'll tip up and you'll be like, "How do I turn my compressor on?" And I'll I'll be, be be thinking I really don't have time to be able to do this whilst being able to teach all the other subjects that everybody wants to learn. So it, it is helpful to have a, a mindset um, of uh, and a prior knowledge of the the basic skills. 
So I would I would advise anybody that did want to come that hadn't already been to these these classes to go and sit with the people that have done the classes and and pick their brains on how to do them, or at least have a basic like be able to use your airbrush. Yeah, yeah, that, that's in how to hold a paintbrush, how how to take a uh, sit in a a decent position and and get the model right. and the focus and the uh the correct amount of support to work on a model properly yeah yeah matt even went into an art class teaching us how to, to sit right which is something i never even thought about like at all and then he went over it in the class and he's like yeah this will wreck your back and you'll be a hunched over bernie sanders looking troll Ma- person or whatever Matt king looking <laughs> a Matt <laughs> king person <laughs> Something so, I've something I've never considered, like to be honest with you. That's just one of those things. So but yeah, so that's what he's talking about there. Um oh the thing we alluded to earlier, so Matt painted that Venator and we got it out last night and we drug out some of my other tanks. And it's pretty damn close. It is pretty damn close. So so Ryan said, This is one that I did on the the very first class. This is what I did afterwards. And I said, actually, I prefer the one that you did on the very first class. And then we put the Venator next to it, and I was like, oh, that looks like the one you did after class, Ryan. So uh, perhaps, obviously, you are better than me. No, 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 not oh my goodness. Fucking close. <laughs> not even close. Well, guys, I will let y'all get some rest. I know you got a flight to catch tomorrow. Check your phone, Ryan. I just sent you a picture of uh, batting with uh, with Donald Trump hair. It might scare you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I mean, now that I mentioned that. Well, I'm about to put Patton's uh, general helmet on to Trump's on here Trump. in a second. And we'll see. We'll see how that works out. But Let's we'll see, Matt. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Maybe a little bit older. but Yeah, he's... Well, Trump... Trump is plumper. He's yeah. not as in good a shape. Yeah. So because when you're when you're fatter, let's just not be PC about it. And, and Patton's eyes have sagged a little bit more from you know being a warrior and, and yeah fighting a, doing doing a bit more hard graft right but when you're maybe being a bit older when you're when you're chubbier it stretches your skin out and it makes you look younger if you look at somebody that was like big at one time and loses a bunch of weight they're they look a little older usually but anyway enough about trump and Patton being the same person <laughs> that kind of took a left turn there um <laughs> We w- we definitely wanted to get I wanted to get Matt on here and and do a little wrap up of all the classes and all the fun and stuff that we've had and man I can't wait for you to come back you've not even left yet and I can't wait for you to come <laughs> back it's gonna be sad tomorrow when you leave yeah definitely definitely I, I look forward to it but you know you you got plenty to look forward to because you got hobby cramp like like next two week. weeks yeah as as wife making happily as that can be yeah in two well i have time. two weeks to make her as happy as i can to then you better work hard boy i am i'm trying oh not long oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> listen to it <laughs> uh, well all right guys i will let you go we'll cut to some music cheers guys bye-bye